and welcome to Better Than Mario Brothers, the podcast where each episode we delve deep into cinema sewer. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partners in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And Miss Helen McIntyre. All right. And we're kicking off 2024 with a, well, with a bang, I guess, for this show. I mean, if the idea is to find bad movies, then strap yourselves in. Um, we're looking at the 2002 just shit Big. show. It's just the shit show that is Ballistic X versus Sever. Uh, what the fuck, Helen? What the fuck? Like, like... I thought it was going to be bad because I was deliberately going through like the worst rated films of all time. And I was just like, oh yeah, but at least with Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu, there should be some element of production values. So it's not also going to be like hideously visually offensive. And then I got really scared when I loaded it up on Amazon Prime. I was just saying this to Mark earlier because the rating when I loaded it up on Amazon Prime was something like 4.8 out of 5. And I was just like, oh, fuck, please no, don't tell me this is going to be good. And then I got like a minute in and I was just like, oh, no, it's fine. Yeah, no, it's not good. It is. I mean, I've done a bit of a deep dive on this one for various reasons, which we'll get into very shortly, I'm sure. Um, But, you know, just tidbit of information to kick this off. This is officially the lowest rated movie ever on Rotten Tomatoes. I can believe it. Um, yeah, yeah there, I can see why. There yeah. are some 40-something, uh, I think it's 43 or 47, I can't remember the exact number. There's some 40-something movies that have an aggregated score of zero. Um, this is one of them, but this has the most reviews to reach that aggregated score of zero. So it is officially the worst wow. reviewed film of all time on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I mean, you know, take that with a pinch of salt. Some of the stuff we watch probably doesn't even make it to Rotten Tomatoes, all right? So, we've, yeah, you know, true. you, you got to meet yeah, it on its own level. Stuff, yeah, but some of the stuff we watch at least made a bit of an attempt with the script. Like, well, I mean, the yes. problems with this one go right Ooh. back to the concept. <laughs> oh, don't they just... Um, well, let's let's talk about that then, because actually okay, well, um, I was I was quite excited when you suggested do this one, Alan, because this is a film that has eluded me for some 20-something years. It's mm-hmm. always kind yeah, of I, I always kind of been aware of it, and it's one of those films I always oh, I should watch that, and I never get around to it for various reasons. I mean, when this came out, two thousand and two, you know, this was a time where um, I was young, I was single, I had a cinema card, I would I would literally watch every single thing that got released on a weekend, everything. I would be in the cinema at like yeah. eleven a.m. when they opened. And I would stay there until 2 a.m. when they kicked me out. And I'd go to the bar for drinks in between. I'd have lunch there. Like, I would watch everything. For some reason, I never watched this. And I still don't understand why that was, because I was very much aware of it. Reason being, I remember, like, the marketing for this, like, wasn't great. This just kind of came out. There wasn't, like, a big push for it or anything. But I do specifically remember seeing two banners in the concession stand. And one had Antonio Banderas on and one had Lucy Liu on. And that, and that was it. That was all I saw for it. But I saw X and Sever. Now, a year previously, yeah. I had played a Game Boy game called X versus Sever. It was on the Game Boy Advance. I couldn't work out how the two married up. And I was like, is this based on the game? Now, at the time, I wasn't like I was on the internet, but we didn't have the regular sort of access that we have now. Wikipedia certainly wasn't a thing. So I wasn't really able to do this research. And then I've just sort of filed it away in the back of my mind. But I've always connected the two. And I've never really had it like, was it based on a game? Was the game based on it? I don't know. I've never connected the two. But whenever you say Ballistic X versus Sever, the first thing I think of is this Game Boy Advance game. And then I think of this film. 
So it turns out it was, well, it wasn't based on the game. The game was based on it, but the game came out first. The game came out a year earlier because the game was based on the previous iteration of the script, which was kicking around Hollywood for about 15 to 20 years. Fuck. And had numerous people attached, and we're talking Sylvester Stallone, Vin Diesel at one point. Um, lots Fuck, and lots. When Vin Diesel of... passes on it, you know it's going to be bad. Well, <laughs> the thing is, maybe that original version of the script wasn't so bad. I don't know. The reason they rewrote it is because eventually, when it went into production, the Matrix had happened, and it's very evident that yes. the Matrix has happened yes. when you watch this film. Um, yeah. But the Matrix had happened, so they then inserted the whole nanobot subplot at the expense of the actual story, which is obviously about the family ties and things, and cut it down and put loads of action sequences in, and it became a whole different thing. Now, there were multiple writers involved in the rewrite, so legend has it. None of them wanted to be credited, so the only person credited is the original writer of the original draft, which is the most unfair thing I have ever heard in my life. Oh my god! I think you would oh, just like so snap unfair. your pen and like never write a word again. Right, yeah, that, that's like suicide level. Yeah. Um, right. Shit, shit, housery. Because here's the thing, like the reason it's always been in the forefront of my mind, knowing even that it was badly revealed, I've always kind of made this connection. And, and the two don't look anything like each other, right? Ballistic X versus Seven doesn't look like it's anything like this game. The game was a first-person shooter on the Game Boy Advance, for fuck's sake. That's how cool oh, this yeah. game was. And it was good. Like, it was it was really good. And it was about <coughs> these two agents from rival agencies who were fighting against each other. And it like you you know the boss fights were like if you're playing as X the boss fight was Sever if you're playing as Sever the boss fight was X, and like you know let's be fair as soon as you see Banderas and Lucy Liu on those posters you know they're both good guys like I, I, you've got to be an idiot not to come into this film it, like you know they're not going to fight each other that's I yeah. mean they do but you know they're not enemies then so that's a problem yeah so I couldn't connect that well anyway. When this film then came out, this further confused me because there was another game that came out which looked very similar to the first one called Ballistic X vs. Sever. And it had the box art looked like it was a movie tie-in because it had Antonio Banderas and Lucy Liu on the cover. From the same developer, also actually quite good. Turns out it's a fucking sequel to the first game and it's based on the script that we've now watched. So they put... When the film came out, they released a second game as a tie-in. There's a potted history of Ballistic X versus Sever for you listeners. This, this That's why I was excited, because it's eluded me for so long. And like I've, I've had a hooky copy of it as well. At least three or four times I've had somebody give me a copy of this fucking thing. And it's just sat in a drawer. I've just never felt the urge to watch it. And so I felt like, you, you know, you picking it, putting yeah. it on the list, that for, that's forcing me to watch it. I was actually yeah. quite excited. Yeah. Um, fucking hell, I wish I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus yeah, no, I, Christ! I I, I was I have similar recollections. I remember I remember I remember hearing about it when it came, when it came out, and, and over the years it's become this sort of mythic, really shit. You no, know, it's, it's it's like it's it's like the 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 absolute bottom of the barrel. It's what the underside of the barrel would look like, and it's always been one of those. And I remember when um when we used to do editing and stuff, and so me and Pete would find shit things to watch. I remember Pete recommending it a few times, and we just never got round to it. 
That's what um, he did, didn't he? That that might be it, why I have the hooky copy. Maybe. Because um, I remember we were going to watch it at some point, and then we, yeah. we had, there was a problem with the edit, and we ended up actually working, as opposed to sitting there waiting, waiting for it to render. Rude. Um, so I remember I remember sort of reading about it then and thinking, fuck, this sounds awful. But at the same time going, that sort of time it came about, you were getting... You know, there were some relatively decent, action-heavy kind of plot-like films coming about. So I thought, it, it may not be as bad as it led on. And so I, I came into it thinking, you know, that's a, I said to you guys this morning, I'm quite optimistic about this. And then by 28 minutes and 9 seconds, my notes say, fuck this, I give up. And I stopped writing notes at that point because I, I just had enough. Um, so in a first, um, like the, I don't think this is the worst film we've watched on this show because we've had Karate Christmas Miracle. But it's <laughs> funny you should say that, Mark, because in a first, I also tapped out. I got, I was very close to the end, but I didn't turn the film off. But I did have to put my pen down, stop taking notes, and just tune out because I yeah. felt like my brain was running out of my ears and I could not take it anymore. Yeah, I just couldn't. That was exactly this film where I was. Fucking broke me. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would say I, I got to the end of the film. So I, I wasn't going to not watch it to the end, but fuck me, it was just painful. And I was just sitting so, going, "Why? Why are we doing this? Why do we do this ourselves every month?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I did make notes, so I've got like this got page some, here. But... This page here was, um, which I realise this is an audio podcast, so that doesn't help. But I've got like a full page, which was me genuinely going into this, like being really like, "Okay, this is the first one of the year." I'm. I'm not going to do my normal thing of like half arsing it and like relying on Chris to like relay the plot. I'm going to be like really like on my fucking game. And I was so fucking confused. I was the, so the, like within about four sentences, the notes devolve into me trying to just work out what the fuck is going on and yep. who everyone is and how they relate to each other. And just what just how how this entire scenario is meant to be working if these Uh characters are who they're meant to be. And so then I start fixating on like really small little details. And luckily for me, the ADHD rescued me with this because (laughs) I have this page of notes, which isn't much, is the mind-blowing conclusion that I've got with this film, that if I was still studying film i would be writing a fucking essay on it oh you could definitely yeah, write an essay. Oh, yeah. the but essay this, would be entitled my... how to fuck up a sure thing no but you could no, definitely film, write an essay this would be this would be a thing about how you know how sometimes you can have everything right mm-hmm. going into going into film you can have an amazing script you can have a really good dp so it looks visually stunning you can have a composer that doesn't just do like shitty electronic rock but actually has music that like enhances the scene and pulls everything together you can have phenomenal actors across it but just the chemistry something just doesn't click and it just you you it it, it just falls apart and you can't see why and it genuinely should be good there is you when you try and work out why this film doesn't work you're literally sat there and you're just like oh shit it's like that elusive chemistry thing this is a film i mean it doesn't work but there was a saving grace in this and it was the it was the thing that got me through and it is there is one actor and there is one thing in this film that completely made it for me darth maul because he's fucking hilarious all the way through (laughs) yes yes because he is the ultimate like Sometimes you get actors in the film and we we often talk about, oh, there's issues sometimes when you're directing actors with they don't know what the film is that they're in. Yep. He understands totally so innately understand. the film that he's in, that he his character is literally metatextually aware, <laughs> like outside of his role in the film, of just the fact that this is not 
ballistic X versus Sever. This is sunken cost fallacy in the film. <laughs> and his character is sunken cost fallacy man, which is why the ending when it happens is so fucking perfect. I mean, that's a stretch, but I'll take it. I think he's just a oh. fucking shit actor and should never be allowed to talk on I was, camera. I was going to say, oh, what, what, what oh no, the, no, I start, that's I can... where I start. This part of the notice is about that. Oh, but then, okay. I go through my, then I go through my journey <coughs> and then yeah. I end up here. I mean, it, it, yeah, there's, I mean, there's all sorts of reasons in there, which I'm sure we'll get yeah, into. But... I mean, every note I've got about him doesn't call, it doesn't refer to him as Ray Park. It doesn't refer to him as character. It refers to him as Darth Maul. Yeah, because that's the, the only fucking way I knew he is. I, but I do think it's yeah. quite sweet because this is in that time where he, he genuinely thought he was going to have an acting career playing anything other than Darth Maul. Do you know what? Yeah. Like, in, in fairness to him, I think as long as he doesn't have to speak, actually, he, he is fi- like, he can emote. He can, he can hmm. emote just fine. And he looks fucking hard as nails. You just don't allow him to speak words. Well, that's that's the reason they overdubbed him in Phantom Menace, wasn't it? Because he sounded like a no, <laughs> he sounded like a five year old. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's not even just that you know, it's not even just that his voice is quite comical because he's got quite a high pitched cockney voice. It's that he's just awful. Like he's just yeah. one of the worst actors I've ever <laughs> witnessed. He's apt. He literally sounds like he's being fed lines. It's just yeah. like it's Amdram Hour. It's terrible, but. Anyway, he's just one of the fucking problems. Let's dive in, I guess. So this is going to be interesting, right? Because I've got notes. Helen's got notes. Mark's got notes. I bet between the three of us, we still can't tell you what the story is to this fucking film. No. Because I didn't know by the time we finished. So first off, right, the X-V7 bit, I get, right? Because they're setting up as if it's going to be these these two rivals and they're going to be be at each other for the whole film. That didn't really pan out. Not in the slightest. Why did they call it ballistic? Well, right. So... (laughs) This is part of the problem with this film, isn't it? Everything about it is so over the top, so like late nineties, early two thousands, extreme, over the top. Yeah. Like spunk as much money against the wall as you can. Let's be big, bold, brassy. It's like they couldn't just call it ballistic. No, it had to have a fucking subtitle. Yeah. Because they needed to get the fucking colon in there just so it looked like all techno and futuristic because the Matrix was a thing. Yeah. Right, that's that's the truth of it. You're dead right now. Call it ballistic, and it's but you lose the tie into the game then. Which I'll be honest, yeah. I think I'm probably about the only person in the fucking world that remembers that game anyway. So I don't think that's a problem for anyone, right? But you're right. The versus thing, it's and it's a huge, huge problem because mm-hmm. when that when that's how you're selling your film, that's what I want. I, I essentially want yeah. face off is what I want. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's exactly what I was thinking it was going to be, especially when. You read the blurb about it, obviously the official the official blurb on, on IMDb, it's what it was on the back of the the, um, the DVD or back of the video box, but it sets it up there's this cat and mouse fucking fight gonna go on. Mm. And you're thinking, fuck, okay, you've got this you no know, master assassin thing that Lucy Lou's supposed to be, and then you've got this really you no know, this this special agent who's you no know, and they they're gonna they're gonna, gonna go head to head. And after you get one sort of half ass fist fight where they both start getting shot at and run away, and then that's it. It's terrible. So what the fuck is the point? Why are you calling X versus Sever when they don't actually fucking interact after about five minutes? You're dead right. You're dead right. So I mean, that's just that's just one of half a dozen stories that are in here. Though. That's the problem. <laughs> and I mean, I was going to save this for my summing up at the end because I was going to give the last word on this film to Lucy Liu, actually. But we're talking about it now. So I think it makes sense to bring it in now. And I'll, um, I'll just go off the top of my head when, when we come to the end. But... The three of us. I'm glad you guys are as confused with the story as I was, because I was genuinely <laughs> wondering if I was just burned out because it was Friday afternoon. No. Um, direct quote from Lucy Lou. I had no idea what was going on. I just showed no up, shit. did what they told me, and that was it. I yeah, mean, that doesn't show at all. No, when your lead's telling you that. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, to, to be to be fair, when when it um, like I'd, I'd forgotten it was Lisa Luania, so when, when that popped up on the screen, I was like, oh fuck, here we go. When you get the you know the worst Charlie's Angel, you've right. got problems, right? See, because that is my only because str- you you were you were sort of dissing Lucy Lou a little bit in our group chat earlier on, and I was think I was sat there thinking like I don't think I've got a problem with Lucy Lou, but then. I started thinking further, and I was like, I don't think I've got anything with, with Lucy Liu. My only strong opinion with her is she's the worst Charlie's angel. <laughs> that is my only... She's my least yeah, favourite angel. <laughs> I can't think of anything I've actually liked her in. When they brought her into Ali McBeal, she was a Phoebe Buffet ripoff. Hmm. And then any any film she's been in, she's been by far the least competent of anybody involved in terms of character I'm sure there'll be something. I'm sure there I will be something. I liked her in Kill Bill. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she wasn't in that for long, though, to be fair. Yeah, but I liked her in... Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll, actually, I'll, I'll concede that one, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, I, I've just but, got yeah. no strong opinion on her either way. I, but I will say she is absolutely fucking appalling in this. <laughs> like, I mean, beyond she's appalling. not the only one. Like, no, no, she's not the only one. This is, it's just universal across, across the board. This is, is a, a universal of... shit show, I agree. Like, it, yeah. there is and... no redeeming features here. And but I think you, you've even said that from the start. Sorry, go on. Yeah, because this is the thing, is the biggest problem at the beginning is that, so you open with like the the plane coming in and the yeah. child mm-hmm. getting off and the mother who is clearly too young to have a child that is that age. Yes. Mm-hmm. Greeting him at the airport. And the guy who um, brings him off the plane has clearly never seen a child before or is on, on some yeah. sort of register and is really uncomfortable being that close to a child. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're driving back to this huge big house that she lives in, and there's all of these cars around. And so, I'm this is this is I'm still in like taking notes and trying to work this all out and stuff. Yeah. I'm just like right, okay. So like this this says to me like mob wife or something because mm-hmm. you know yeah. there's there's this level of sort of like security detail. But then it turns out that those all of those protection details weren't supposed to be there, and this is. The father is coming to pick up the child and she's pissed off and trying to phone. So I'm like, okay, so this is an awkward custody, like separation thing. No, 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 they're still together. Um, But, and he's just, he's just taking the child away from the mum. But like, not, and I was just like, the only thing that I had, like my first note is like, Gan is a dick who's got no respect for custody. Yeah, that was it. But but so I but then I was like right okay so Gan is clearly a dick mm-hmm. just because of this whole maneuver so I'm I'm settled with that but I'm just yeah. like I don't understand how she relates to she's clearly not you know X or Sever because we know X is Antonia Banderas and Sever is Lucy Liu because it's very clear in the marketing but I was like you're gonna like I need a bit more context. Totally. And then, but then and on then, the back of that as well you've got a guy who comes and we're taking your kid <laughs> no you're not I'm gonna I'm gonna ring him lock the fucking door. Yeah. Seems like she's on the phone. He just reaches in and says, "Come here, kid. We're going." Yeah, and just sort of grabs this kid. And I mean, there's like, there's like loads of them and stuff. But she's not being sort of put at gunpoint, and she seems more pissed off than like scared or worried mm. for the child. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, okay. So although she's presenting as being like quite wholesome, she's got to actually be like a bad guy or at least aligned with the bad guys for mm. her not to be like more phased by everything that's happening. Yeah, because this should be some sort of terrifying ordeal where somebody's come to take yeah. your fucking child away. And or if the father's bad news, um, and you've got this like awkward custody arrangement, and he's he's basically he's, he's got a lot it. of power, and he's like he likes to wield it in every single way that he can. Um, then why would you go home in the first? And also, why would you just like drive past all of those cars yeah. and lined up outside that clearly say we are official, like you know, men in suits wearing sunglasses, and just 
you know, and think that nothing bad was going to happen. It's just, yeah, none and, of it is explained, is it? None of no. it. None um, of it. And, 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 not and all... it gets worse when they try to. Of course. Oh, yeah. When they try to explain things, it's way, way worse. There is... I can't decide whether this film has no story at all or too much story for it to handle competently in the runtime with the crew it's got. I can't make my mind up. What I do know is this is not the place to open A, this film, or B, any action film. Any film ever. Well, Mm -hmm. this is a fucking... This is sold as an action film, right? It's ballistic in the title, right? There's all guns on the poster and shit. You're expecting shit to blow up. You're expecting thumping soundtracks, fighting, guns... You don't open with a plane landing and a slow-moving car ride and a load of dialogue. No, you need to grab me by the fucking throat immediately. I need to see why Gant is an arsehole. I need to see him killing motherfuckers. This is what I need to see. And the actual place you need to open this film is with X seeing the car blow up. Because that's the only way anything means anything. Yeah. But then, but then, so this is my this is my thing because it took me a while before I realised just why this film doesn't work. And the problem is, is that the setup that you've got, which is X is an FBI agent, and he's meant to be a very good FBI agent. You know, he's former mm-hmm. deep covers, like really was really good and was excellent at his job to the point that he gets brought in by. We'll get to this in a second. The the sort of the boss of the task force who's a whole other issue that needs to be discussed but he's he's meant to be phenomenally good and he's meant to be like really good at hacking and finding out information but then the car blowing up mm-hmm. if he's this good with like finding things out and the problem is is that you can't have antonio bandaris's character um with the backstory that he's got which is he thinks his wife is dead and he doesn't even know that he's had a child so this is clearly quite some time ago which means she must have been like what fucking 20 18 if that yeah and bearing in mind i know also he's been like out of the agency and stuff yeah but she's married to his ex-colleague how how does he think she's dead yeah like there was a funeral how How did she get married again he went to her funeral yeah (laughs) and he's meant to be this like really amazing so you're just like right so he is just really fucking shit at his job and really fucking incompetent and the world's like he's basically like a really dumb bulldog that people just sort of say yo 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 wave a wave a stick in front of his face and fling it and say go fetch and it's a case of that's that is how his character functions in this film and that is a mm. problem because that yeah. is not how they want the character to function no. and then the other problem that you've got is Lucy Liu's character which is so that's all like spy and sort of like you know secret sort of tact like Jason Bourne sort of like mm. secret assassiny squads but kind of like official like it doesn't really get too much into it because it doesn't think you need to but they really need to explain that shit better and she's but it's okay because be... it's the dia not the cia so nobody cares yeah. it's fine yeah. but, and she's like this enigma character which they they very much try and play up like the first few times that you see her and mm. it's like oh you know it's this mysterious person and they've got all of these mad like ninja skills because you know let's just throw in a little bit of like you know martial artsy racism while we're here because it's all cool but then her character can't exist in the same film as Antonia Banderas's character because her character only works if you've got another character that can, she can open up to that prizes her open and mm. makes her into a person rather than the flattest thing that you've ever seen. Yep. But because Antonia Banderas's character is so fucking stupid, that mm. never happens. So you've got two like protagonists that are in this film 
the either one of them could work in an action film but the two of them cannot exist in the same shared universe totally agree but yep. they both look really cool firing guns in the rain oh yeah also slow-mo walking in the rain oh. away from the oh, bath blowing off. out your cigarette oh, yeah, smoke as the car drives away in the background <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna lie i have got notes about him smoking in the bar at the start and he's pretty yeah. fucking cool isn't he <laughs> let's be honest yeah i've got all of these notes here well i was still like oh we're getting character set up right okay this is who this person is yeah. and then i watched the film i was like no that's no, not that's who not they really are because no, as just, he's just, introduced just, 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 i would i would absolutely be up for 90 minutes of just watching x do his thing because he's like yeah it's yeah. antonio banderas he's gonna be like this kind of depressed hard-nosed grizzled old cop he's gonna smoke a lot swear and shoot people in the face right fine yeah. i like all yeah. of that i'll take that yeah don't get any of that yeah. um no. But anyway, right, so the boring-ass fucking opening that confused all of us. We're still all on yep. the same page with the story. Yep. I thought exactly the same as you guys. Like, what the fuck is this arrangement? Why do I care? Why isn't yep. anybody, like, shot or blown up yet? But then, yeah. like, the one thing I did notice in the opening, because it was so boring, I was actually reading the fucking credits. Um, did you notice that there are two director credits? There's yes. only one yeah. director. The yeah, first credit chaos. is no, no, no. The f- well, yeah, but the first credit is <laughs> no, his actual, the, the, is his actual yeah, so name, the, and then the second hmm. credit he decides to call himself Chaos. Yeah, with a K, because he's a wanker. What? The f- I mean, directed by Chaos was the first point where alarm bells really rang for me. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I am not <laughs> having this. <laughs> You know, Jesus Christ! But what? Like, who is pretentious enough to give themselves two fucking credits? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, but you've got two, well, not for the same, not for the same thing. <laughs> but you've got two different credits. He's literally yeah. got two, and it's not even like directed by and then his name and then chaos underneath. Yeah. They're separate credits, about a minute yeah. apart. Yeah, madness. Yeah. Yeah, because you, your attention won't be held long enough to remember that he's the director, so he has to get you right at the beginning and right at the end. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, terrible. Right. So I've just made I, I've made some early doors notes about delivery of lines as well. I can't remember who says this or why, but it must have pissed me off at the time. It was still early, so I was probably just calling it out. But I've just written the delivery of Robert, you bastard, is one of the worst I've ever heard. I could, don't know who said it. Can't remember. The, it was the mum. The mum yeah. character. Was it right? Where well, it was yeah. really yeah. fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what that is. Um, and then yeah, right. So we then have um a little bit of a gunfight slash high kick shit to get introduced yeah. to to Sever. Um, yeah. not so many problems with this as well. well. It is this, but yeah, well, I've got more problems with this. I've got than loads, this. but the, but the overarching problem I've written here is it is the most <coughs> flat, boring pedestrian fight scene I have yep. ever ever seen in my life. It has yep. no pace. Yeah. It, it it nothing. Like it's worse than the fight yeah. scenes in fucking Karate Christmas Miracle, and that's saying something. <laughs> like also, this is when I started to get really confused because I was like. Right, Gantz is a bad guy. He's got like loads of like super like you know high powered like special ops guys that work for him, and they say they've taken this child, and this child is part of this convoy with all of these like super secret agent types that are like bodyguarding him. And then two of the vehicles gets blown up. Yeah, another one gets like fucking rammed into. So the only car that still stands in is the <clears throat> car with the child in, and the two of the guards. And he takes off his seatbelt, but then he doesn't get out of the car. He just sits there without his seatbelt on, like trying to unstrap the child for like a good, it felt like five minutes. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is the worst protocol for how to protect the, your your charge yeah. that I have ever seen. And then 
And then they, when they finally get out of the car, which is not a smooth, slick manoeuvre that I would have expected it to be, their strategy for cars have been blown up, we've just been attacked by a massive vehicle that's going things off, people are being shot and there is also an unidentified person that is like rapidly mowing down everyone in my unit. Their strategy is, I'll take the child and just abandon them in front of the flaming tanker. But not only Why that, not? When, when when he's getting out of the car with the child, he uses the child as a fucking human sheep. Yes, he yes! does. <laughs> he does. does. <laughs> this child, he's supposed to be protecting. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cower behind you and, and sort of make bang noises with my fingers. That's what I'm going to do. That'll yeah. save the day. Fucking A. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... It, yeah. It, it, there are points where this film is almost parody, aren't they? There, there are points. Oh, completely. Yeah. There are points yeah. where you wonder whether this is Team America. You know, it, it gets yeah, that ridiculous. It's, unfortunately, it's not. No, it's not. I, I'd be up for that. Because, I mean, the, the other thing I had, the problem I had with this sequence is, but by the time we get to the, the end and it's, you know, there's just the two of them and the, kid, and the kid left and Lucy Lee's wiped everybody out. They have guns aimed directly at her and they let her fucking twirl and spin and shit and then kick them out of their hands. Shoot the bitch. This is what I'm saying. The pacing is all wrong. There is no urgency to these fight scenes whatsoever. No. And even so when... That's problem solved straight away. She's dead. Yeah. Kid yeah. is safe. It, Job done. It, it's terrible. Every fight in this film, whether it be gun or fist, is absolutely fucking terrible there is not yep. a single good action sequence in this entire film there is one half decent shot and it's been stolen from one of the best action films of all time so it doesn't count i'm sure we all know what that is we'll get to it when we get to it um i've also got to say that the other issue that i've got with like these action films is the the sort of the violence and like the level of impact of these shots like when you sort of when they you know the cars are exploding and stuff is getting crunched and there's there's bullets flying around everywhere there is not a single drop of blood that is spilled anywhere no, unless no. it's an artistic slice on somebody's yeah. face that is barely bleeding and it's like to the point that somebody is stood next to something that explodes and it's a case of, okay, right, fine, I'll, I'll let you off them not going into lots of tiny pieces, but concussive wave, that person's dead. Yeah. But they're not. Yeah. They've just been knocked off their feet and they get up and they run around and they're fine. And it's like, but then other times they get shot while wearing a bulletproof vest and it's a case of they need to be rushed to the emergency room, which is like a more realistic thing. And it's like, mm. the the they're blowing stuff up for the, the visual effect of it being blown up and for it looking spectacular. But then they don't follow through with, and what are the consequences for this for the people? So you have no way of gauging what the level of violence is that's kind of mm. like survivable and when it's life-threatening and because none of it seems to be life-threatening because it's a case of you know they get like in a sequence a little bit later on and i'm sorry i'm jumping ahead but like let's face it this film doesn't make sense so we might as fucking well like i'm gonna shoot a sniper off the top of a high-rise building yeah watch him fall slow motion and smash into a car and he just kind of like that that's fine he's not you know woo, but also the, 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 the shoot a grenade at him which shoots him off the roof where's yeah, the score where's the scorching yeah. where's the where's the where's the bleeding the, the, the difficulty is that they want an r-rated not an nc-17 so they've gone yeah. ah fuck it we'll just not have any on screen and that'll be fine because we've got a bit of swearing there's a, there's a bit too much violence in it to get pg-13 but we don't want an nc-17 so we need I mean, to dial back on the blood and the thing and so is this is something yeah, yeah, yeah i was gonna say go yeah you go i was just gonna say the, the thing is is that like i know tarantino gets a bad rap because he he gets completely caught up in his own little i'm Ta quentin tarantino so therefore you will sit and you will watch 
everything that I want on screen and I won't be edited down possibly the way I need to be to make a sort of a tighter story that will work narratively. But at least he, when he does like a big explosive sequence and something mm. that's like completely ridiculous in terms of the violence, you actually see that level of violence on screen. And also like with Jason Bourne, where it's a case of you don't necessarily see the blood, but like every single one of those mm -hmm. punches you feel. And yeah. I, I didn't realize just quite how much of an effect like those the sort of the born style of like up close physical fighting and then the sort of the tarantino no 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 if they if they're drawing guns then the blood is flying everywhere i've got buckets of blood to the point that you've got to come out with mops in between to mop it up had actually like followed through in action films and sort of this sort of like spectacle film um, until I started watching this one because I was like really just like it, like even a I was expect just a little bit of it and there was none yeah. and I was just like it's because it predates them. Yeah, yeah. It was really conspicuous by its absence. Yeah, it was a huge problem for action films mm. around the late nineties, early two thousand. It was it was off the back of the whole eighties video nasty thing. If you remember, there were all those like straight to yeah. video Robocop sequels as well, yeah. where they were like twelve rated and he would like shoot wardrobes so they fell on people and just like the Mortal Kombat films. You know, where, where they just tread in the line of, of mm. violence, you know, like Mortal Kombat 2 compared to Mortal Kombat 1 is a, is a prime example yeah. of that when we watched them as well. But in general, like, I think that's not a problem, or certainly not for me, like suspension of disbelief and stuff isn't a problem as long as you're A, consistent, which they're not here, mm. yeah? And, and B, it's not a problem if I'm interested in the fucking story. When I'm not, I notice this shit. <laughs> Yeah. when i'm following the story and i'm invested in these characters and i just want to see them kick ass because they're cool it will probably fly straight over my head but in general like what the the effect is inconsistent like you say sometimes it seems to hurt people sometimes it doesn't but just in general the the main fault for me with all of this this whole film and this falls into it because this is a very wide reaching net that i'm about to cast but the problem is the world has not been built here at all. Mm. That's the problem. Yeah. We don't understand yeah. who any of these agencies are. We don't understand the stakes. We don't understand the world they're playing in. And that's why none of this makes sense. Because yeah. we've got nothing to hang it on. We've got no connection to any of these. And we don't understand the ground rules. And that's yeah. a huge issue. Um, yeah. I think part of, the, part of that problem as well is that, <clears throat> I mean, this... It's made for an American audience, even though it's set in Canada. So the FBI have no fucking jurisdiction in Canada anyway. Um, but because of that, there's an assumption of knowledge where you know what the FBI does. You sort of know what the CIA is supposed to do, although it's a bit hush-hush. So anything that looks like CIA, even if it isn't, you'll kind of know who they are. And they're, they're always going to be the bad guys in the film. Internationally, that means fuck all. Yeah. Because yeah. No, people don't understand these agencies. So it, it assumes this level of knowledge that when you get into it, actually... Can the FBI do that? Have they got these international task forces that send people after assassins and just you know, go tooled up with shotguns? No, they fucking don't because there's different branches of law enforcement that does that. And it's just one of those you think everything about it, every detail they've gone into is just fucking horseshit. It is. And again, yeah. that, that doesn't really matter, Mark. They could call them the fucking ABC and the XYZ. Yeah. It doesn't Absolutely. matter. We just have to understand their rules of engagement. That's, yeah. that's it. But they don't yeah. give us that. And like yeah. you say, Mark, I think they do assume a certain amount of knowledge which let's be fair we like we have we know what the fbi is we know what the cia we've been watching fucking american films yeah. for generations we we understand mm. the trouble is i don't think they do no, <laughs> because... no because they're wildly inconsistent totally because... mm. so you have this whole sequence and like 
at the end of it, I was like, wait, so the woman from the first sequence is Antonia Banderas's ex. Wait, is does that mean that it's Antonia Banderas's kid? Why is the other guy then his dad and he's trying to take him? Why is she run away from Antonia Banderas? Like, if she's run away from him with his child, does that mm. mean that he's actually secretly an asshole and that he's mm. done something that is wow. morally reprehensible? And like, you know, it puts the wrong questions. It, like all of this, yeah. which is designed to make it be like, oh, look at us being all super spy shit, it has completely the opposite effect. And, you know, you've got the the guy that pulls Antonio Banderas back in, um, that comes to meet him in the bar, which, you know, was a great introduction for Antonio Banderas' character. The bar and sequence also... is probably the best bit of the whole film. Other is it like yeah. after that shitty fight scene with Sever as well. Yeah. Like my yeah. note literally says here, like, because I've ended saying how shit and pedestrian that fight scene was. Yeah. And then I've just written Banderas on the other hand, just taking all those guys out with a fag still in his mouth at the bar is fucking badass. Like yeah. I'm, I'm totally yeah. up for watching him do that for 90 minutes. Like, yeah, and, yeah, and, so and then the like... guy comes in and we know this. We're like, oh yeah, you were out, but I need to pull you back in because you're my best yeah. guy. And I know you're a drunk and you're washed up and your life's falling apart, but like, let's yeah. put you back on the rails. Let's give you purpose. Yeah. Like, and actually well, be that fair, works if, better if, if, if his wife is dead, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. But if, if you've had this breakdown where your wife is dead and your life's gone to shit and you've let yourself go, who still goes to the bar in a fucking suit? Well, I've, ri- I've written that later you're on. You're telling me about is... you're always in a fucking suit. Yeah, but I have written that later on. Like, why is he constantly wearing a shirt and tie? Like, yeah. that, that he's not exactly fit. dressed for the job here. Is it... Again, he's an FBI <laughs> agent, right? And we know that FBI agents wear suits because we've all seen the X-Files. Right, and I think that's the case here. <laughs> I think they're not, maybe they're not thinking along the lines of actually like he's the elite, he's the creme de la creme. So actually, he needs to be a bit more Jack Bauer and a bit less Fox Mulder here. Like he, yeah. he yeah, needs to absolutely. be in tactical gear. But they haven't thought about but, it because he does look fucking cool in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but then the problem was after that bar scene was then I was really confused. I was just like, wait, okay, so. The broody fag in the, the slow-mo rain. I was here for that entire sequence. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, Antonio Banderas, yeah. But wait, so that means the kid can't be Antonio Banderas' son. And it is Gant's son. So how does the timeline work with the wife if she's got a kid and everything else? And like, this is this was my problem. Is This is, the mo- this is where my notes stop being like following the plot of the film and be me trying to trying to get up to speed with like what the fuck is happening mm, my I, sorry listen i just yeah. realized you can't see me but that noise you might have just heard was me <laughs> mimicking my head exploding because i'm yeah. with you helen and this gets yeah. worse yeah when they yeah, try and does. explain this later on it confused me fucking yeah. more but at, oh, at this all of point this gets worse. yeah but at well, this I mean, point the... all we get is that we he thinks his wife is dead and the guy knows she isn't somehow even though he says he's been to a funeral but then and sorry listeners it's broken record time again then we have to explain things through flashbacks and if you have to use flashbacks your film is fucking broke why don't we open with this flashback i've said it already but this flashback where he sees the car exploding and she's in it that's the opening to the film and then yeah. we understand then we know like you can you can bring gant and all of that in what it's like with the car and the kid fine but well i think he's our lead i don't really know if they know he's the lead or not uh but i think he's our lead so let's open with him and let's understand his mindset because if he's certainly if he's not the lead he's definitely the hero he's the way in yeah like he is the way into this world he's out and he's coming yeah. back in and we're coming with him for the ride 
I mean, he's the only one that achieved something, arguably, in the film. I would so agree. I, w- I would agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Because nobody else does. No, no, n- none of this has any <clears throat> point whatsoever other than, like, he gets his kid back, which literally would have eas- been as easy as him calling round Gantz for a cuppa because they're old workmates and having a catch up mm. and going, hold on, what the fuck? <laughs> like, or, yeah. or However, his boss, his the... boss, his boss saying, oh, yeah, by the way, my mate Gantz. You might not know him. He did used to have a different name. He's your best friend. He's married to your wife now because she's not dead, which you would have known if you'd been an FBI agent and actually realised there wasn't a fucking person in the car when it exploded. Or if you'd made any effort whatsoever, not even being an FBI yeah. agent, yeah. <laughs> you made any effort whatsoever yeah. to look it's for your dead Google wife. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I mean, the, the other point of it as well. I mean, we've so we've we've jumped ahead, so we, we've we've had no, we reveal <laughs> that it's it's his son comes far later. But she's supposed to have been dead for seven years. That kid is five at most. <laughs> oh, Something don't fucking add up. I think I think, I think, I think she she may yeah, have fudged I had the numbers him about but... ten. I had him. I, I had him. Kid is far too young. Kid, kid's far too young. The kid's younger than seven. I I don't know. I mean, I still oh, no. only know like babies, so I don't I don't know. To, to me, um, I I thought he looked like yeah, ten ish. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I'm I can't help because I've got baby, which is potato stage, toddler, which is running around noisy, way too intelligent for something that size and way too destructive, um, child that probably can't elocute a hundred percent and people sometimes encourage them to talk in like the cute little kidsy voices oh fuck that preteen which is not yet a teenager but they think they are and they've got all of the stuff um yep. that's where i put this kid like the preteen yeah, 10 yeah at 10 yeah, yeah. I, no, I put him at not, the not it's not developed enough they, and the he's too tall to be older than that I mean, to be fair, Mark, none of these people are developed. Like, there's not a single yeah, character yet that's developed. No, I, I meant, I meant physically developed. The kid isn't physically developed enough. Uh, the, kid's, the kid's too small. Don't know. Don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. but yeah, there's, all, there's also there's, uh, maybe. Yeah. There, there's also the slightly um, no, the slight point about genetics where the mother is not white, the father is Hispanic, and this kid the some, fits nowhere near. Seen. Yeah. He's, 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 child, he's a fucking sheet of paper. The child looks more like Gantz. Than yes, he does yeah. like anybody else in the film, which is the reason why I was just like, yeah, no, it does make sense that this child is his kid because at least I can see a, I can see yeah. like yeah. why this child is meant to look like him. But but no, it's, it's Antonio Banderas' kid. Um, fuck up, it is. Well, yeah, I'd be, uh, I'd be calling up. George I'd be calling Dr. Phil. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but we do. I mean, speaking of Gant, we do get some more Gant now after this sequence. We get to see yes. Gant like treat like the bodyguard that fucked it all up. Gant yeah. goes to see him, yeah. and actually, again, this is a, as a as an introduction of our villain. This is pretty good. And and to be yeah. fair, he's probably the best thing in this film. Like again, knows what he's supposed to be doing. Doesn't understand well, it's the, the only story. Ever fucking played, so you know it. It, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, true. But like, doesn't understand the story at all. But knows like I'm Nobody just. Does. I'm just a horrible dude. I'm just an evil fucker. Yeah, and and yeah. and yeah. I get full on evil fucker. You know, yeah. like like the point. To be fair, he he did even wrong foot me here because there's the whole thing where he gives the guy the gun and he says to him like, right, you need to kill yourself and stuff. Yeah. And I've just written here. Oh, I bet this gun isn't loaded. And then yeah. he just fucking ices him anyway. I'm like, okay, did not see that coming. Like The thing with this scene is because th- this is where I'm just writing down what I'm seeing because I'm just like, if I write everything down, maybe the pieces will actually start to come together. Like I'm one stage away from like running next door, grabbing my ch- my little cork board and starting to put all of my notes like in sort of sentence form and get the red string out to try and work out what the fuck is happening. And all I could say is, 
Hmm. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. His but... British minion seems to be over this ship because there is this great shot as Gant walks away and he just got Darth Maul looking over his shoulder and there is a look on his face where he he's like rolling his eyes and he just, but he's like so fucking blasé about the entire thing and also his delivery's been blasé and it's like he's like fucking hell another Tuesday and like that he doesn't say it but like his face emotes it so clearly that I was like what yeah yeah I mean I've this, this is the point where I've written to, and, and he's only uttered one line at this point but I've written like, okay, Ray Park should never be allowed to speak ever on Triple and Yeah, because he's his line delivery is like so like eight levels below where it needs to totally. be. Totally. Consi- considering where everybody else is. But because of that, I think they could they thought he could get away with it because he's British, which is why he's so blase with everything that he says and he's just like so just like unfazed and just like so over everything. Um, but it's the fact that in the very next scene you see the pictures of him and his name is Prince of Darkness <laughs> yeah I know like yeah. come on <laughs> is that the best we can do for reals like yeah. let's have an original nickname shall we but again you've got you've got to wonder how much it comes back to a different iteration of the script but he might have actually been a fucking evil bastard and actually done something because they don't fucking fit with this character. I mean, even so, Prince of Dark. Like, oh, really shit. Oh, yes. I was fucking weak. <laughs> I mean, again... oh, you've also got the point where they show him and he's, he makes a point to say, no, not the guy on the right who's black. <laughs> so I was thinking, oh, fucking hell. Because when, when they said that, I was like, oh, fuck, you can't do that. I said, no, not him, the other one. I was like, oh, fuck me. I mean, this whole briefing sequence... Where they, they're, oh, is, yeah. oh, they're essentially I've, I've got a logic out. problem with this as well. Oh, so Mark, they, I've got logic problems sequence. with this entire fucking film. Let's yeah. just, I don't think you need to Sorry. quantify it. No, <laughs> there, there is, there's one point where, this, where so they're giving this briefing and said, in Germany last week, we think it's inside job, this, this fucking device which can kill anybody and make it look like natural causes. What fucking government lets a, te- lets a military contractor build that shit in the first place? <laughs> Why would you ever allow that? Germany. Germany, Mark. It's always the Germans. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say, like, there's some pretty incompetent fucking governments in this world right now, like, not least of all ours. Um, I mean, I wouldn't put the Germans as one of them, is the thing. True. Like, but, no. you know, German engineering. Like, you, you want a tiny little solid. microprocessor thing. It's, it's always fucking solid. Yeah, you know, it's reliable. To, you're going to go to Germany or Japan, right? That's what you're going to do. You want to make yeah. a tiny little killer robot, that's where you're going to go. <laughs> You can't do Japan if Lucy Liu's meant to be a good guy because it'd be too confusing. Oh, we're going to hell. Uh, <laughs> We've been there. It was 90 minutes long and called Politic <laughs> Sorry, listeners, that's broken all of us. Um, okay, back on track. Brief in sequence. Kill a nanobot thing. Yep. Yes. Doesn't need to be in this film at all. Has no reference no. to anything. <laughs> I think this is, this is again, this is the, the Matrix, but they want, I know, we're making it a bit tacky. It's literally that. It, it's literally that. This was put in because somebody had seen the Matrix and they were like, oh, this is big. We need, like, 
a bit of sci-fi in here. That is, that is, and, and, a, li- no, and, and a very similar, no, a very similar feel to you know, to the soundtrack and the style mm-hmm. of the fighting and show. Like, let's just rip off as much as we can yep. while re- retaining some form of our oh, bollocks. Let's rip it off entirely. Yep, yep. So, yeah. so it's literally that, right? But the bit I don't understand is even if you want your fucking tech MacGuffin thing in mm. there, right? And and this is like essentially story number two, right? We've got a whole yep. storyline over yep. here with with X and and he's got a perfectly valid reason for going after Gant for revenge, right? We could make well, this is story 3 because the first story is the kid being taken. So at this point we don't know any of the backstory. Yeah, but it like that's part of that story. Like if we're looking at this holistically, yeah. we don't know it watching it now, but when we're talking about the film in general, this is the introduction of what I I would consider to be story number 2, right? Is this yeah. is this nanobot thing. Yeah. Yeah. The part I can't reconcile is if even if this is like if we want this A and B story structure, and this is going to be our MacGuffin, the the boss guy whose name I I didn't bother Julio. writing down was it Julio 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 yeah. Julio of course Julio. it's fucking Julio of course it is. Um, so Julio has gone to get X back in because X is the guy. He is the guy. He needs yeah. him to sort this out. Why the fuck? Do you have him wasting his time chasing Seva at all? Why not just send him straight after Gant? That's all yeah. that needs to happen. But he doesn't even need to because in the very next scene, which is the the Lucy Lou shootout that's Matrix oh, styled, yeah. and it's it's so bad. Like hmm. um, when they get the call, and so then the FBI rocks up, and so you've got the the clearly the bad guys being led by the Prince of Darkness on mm-hmm. behalf of Gant, who are trying to take her down, capture, not kill, because they need to retrieve the child. And they get the they hear about a shoot up. Oh, that's gotta be her. If they're shooting going down, it's got to be it's got to be the person. We haven't got any descriptions about anything that's going on in the scene. We just know that it's her. So they rock up at the scene. Gant's team, the bad guys, are still on site, as is Darth Maul, mm-hmm. Prince of Darkness, who is got apparently international like Interpol is after him. He is like, you know, one of the number one top terrorists in the world. Julio, head of the FBI, secret task force, just walks up to him and starts shooting the shit because yeah, they're yeah. besties. Knows all about Gantz. Why the fuck do you need Antonio Banderas if you're all besties yeah. and you could just phone him up on the... Give him a call. This is the yeah. problem, like, isn't it? Again, it doesn't know if it wants to be fucking Homeland or Die Hard. It hasn't got a yeah. fucking clue. Like, yeah. it's, Is Julio a, a good guy or a bad guy? Because I genuinely couldn't tell. I, d- I don't think anyone knows because... And I actually... I don't think it matters because I don't think any of them are good or bad. They're all right. fucking indifferent. They all just yeah. want to kill each other. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they, they're all just have no morals whatsoever. Everybody's fucking everyone else over all the time for nothing. It's yeah, it's madness. It's absolute madness. And yeah. it, it's it's like they've taken that kind of late. Se- and I've actually written this is my next note. Actually, is this is some sort of weird <laughs> car crash tribute act, right? Because it's like they've taken the kind of late seventies espionage thriller mm-hmm. and the kind of mid eighties over the top straight to action, uh, straight to video action movie. Yeah, and they've kind of and they know the beats they need to hit for both. And then they've done it all and just smushed them together. And it makes yep. no sense whatsoever. Yep. Like it's and got, it doesn't mesh. Yeah, and, and nothing is done well. You know, it's just got a bad script, poor production values, bad action, bad acting. Like the mm. director couldn't find a fucking story in a car park. Like he hasn't got a fucking clue. None of it makes any sense whatsoever. And yeah, there's one point I'm going to counter you on, though. Because you, yeah, you said about... 
So I was going to say that you, you said about the, the you know it comes over the radio. They're shooting. It's gone. I must be here. They're in Canada, so you know they're all nice up there. It's just got to be here because nobody else, nobody else fucking attacks anybody. I mean, she doesn't just attack people. She gets a fucking RPG at one point in the middle of a fucking town. Like what? Oh yeah, there's some proper collateral damage going on. Yeah. Like nobody gives a fuck. No, no. Yeah. Um, but this is the point where we get that shot as well. This action sequence, I said, probably like the best shot in the film. We've mentioned it once already. Like she fires that grenade, up, blows the guy off the roof, and then we yeah. get the overhead fall down onto the car bonnet yeah. and see it crunch. Looks fucking great. Unfortunately, we've already seen it in Die Hard. So yeah. like again, just a tribute act. That's all this is. Yeah. Yeah. You and know? not a good one I'm, either. No. Yeah, I mean, this whole sequence. I mean, I say it's. You, you look at it and it's just it again defies all logic because she's there she she cowers behind a brick wall and then she just fucking strolls casually along uh, along in front of a window is that no are these snipers or are they fucking clowns for a start because any one of them should be able to hit her because she's not fucking moving fast is she she's not trying to hide but then also these snipers they're all there they're not no they're not in camo gear they're on standing on the edge of the roof perched up it's a fucking you might as well line them up like a fucking looking uh, football free kick and just whack a ball straight at them yeah i mean they yeah. they they're npcs in a game aren't they they are they are yeah. literally there for her to kill that is the only they are there they they just clatter they're there for damage. the body count aren't they yeah they are there for the body count um I mean, I've got a bit of a problem with, with Sever in general at this point. Because, like, from this action sequence, like, we know that Gant is the bad guy. And, yeah, all right, yeah. we know that X is after her. But I think we already kind of suspect by this point now that maybe she's not as bad as she's being made out to be. Mm. We don't really know why. And I feel like we're supposed to like her based on the fact they're trying to make her look really cool and she's being played by Lucy Liu. So I feel like we're supposed to like her. But I know absolutely nothing about her other than yeah. she seems to just be murdering motherfuckers. Well, so, yeah. yeah, and kidnapping kids. Well, this yeah. is the other thing. Like, they, they try and... Later on, they try and play that down, don't they? And they're yes. trying to be like, oh, she was yeah, trying to the, protect him. Yeah, yeah, there's a line, isn't there? It's That's like, mm, yeah, still no, it kidnapping, look. though, isn't it? So... Yeah, you still killed a load of fucking people and kidnapped a child. And not only did I'm... you kidnap him, like if if you were, if you was like because you didn't have a family and you were trying to be all maternal and stuff because your family got killed and you're trying to protect him. If that's the case, why lock him in a cage and feed him prison food? Like, yeah. what you still did that to the kid. Although the quality of the food did improve, didn't it? As she went through, you, know, you went from having little packets of stuff to being actual, and it was served on it like a prison tray. So no, it did improve. She did start looking after him. But yeah, locked him in a fucking dog cage. Yeah. And then my next note, which is completely tying in with what you've said, is logic has no place in this film. Because X has arrived on scene. There's the weird conversation that Julio has had with international terrorist, Prince of Darkness, Darth Maul. Um, yeah. And Lucy Liu is running away. Yeah. Who, and he gets sent after her because Julio's like, she's the one that knows where your wife is. Right. Okay, here it is. This is the only person that can tell Antonio Banderas where his wife is. What does he do? He blows up the car that she's fucking driving. I know, right? Yeah. She's the she's the one with all the information, which makes no sense, right? Yeah. Because how does Julio know that she knows without knowing himself, right? Yeah. yeah. So that makes no sense. But yeah. then if what you want to do is pit the two of them against each other, which, again, I'm not entirely sure you're right, um, Helen. I'm not entirely sure that Julio is on the up and up, but maybe he's not just trying to get the two of them to cancel each other out here. Yeah. That's never explained. Mm. But the last thing he's going to do is fucking kill her. She's got information that he needs. He yeah. might capture her and torture her, or they may yeah. team up, which is obviously what's going to happen because they're both ludicrously attractive people who look really fucking cool firing shotguns. So, of course, mm. they're going to team up idiots but what's more pressing for me on a logic point here and this really fucking pissed me off this really really pissed me off to the point where i was shouting at the screen 
fact, you can tell it's bad if, if a logic point is pissing you off. Yeah, right. Because I'm <laughs> normally really forgiving with this stuff. Again, X is the guy. He is the guy. Julio goes to him specifically and brings him in and only him. He's his man. X is trying to tell him he needs to evacuate the area and get the fuck out himself. He is in danger and he will not listen to him. Now, this works fine if X is like the renegade cop and Julio's like the company guy and he's like, no, 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 I don't like the way you do things. You know, you're going to do things by the book. That dynamic works fine. But that doesn't work when he's gone to him specifically because he's his, like, if you go to him as essentially an external contractor that he's just brought back in, when he tells you something, you need to fucking Fucking listen. listen. Otherwise, why did you bring him in in the first place? Yeah. Makes no sense. And it gets even worse. It gets even worse when the only one of the sort of the when the other guy of the task team who, um, as Mark pointed out, probably did like a little bit of shooting at the very start of the film shoot. And then did the rest of his scenes at the end of the film shoot after he'd been able to comfort eat his way through the fact that he was in this film and had to like, you know, put on a few pounds. <clears throat> it's like he's he's in his house. He's he's doing the whole like searching her up online while mm. she's doing the same thing. So it's kind yeah. of like mm-hmm. it's like an early Tinder doesn't exist yet, but this is how we're looking each other up yeah. because you know we've got to exchange our details. Oh, there's, like, yeah, there's that, another amazing bit as I'll come back to when when you finish. Yeah, I'm aware that I'm jumping. Oh, but there's many more no, amazing no. bits in this action sequence yet. That no, I've just got to, to talk about. Don't worry. Yeah, so <laughs> just specifically he, in, the, in the computer does, bit where she. I was going to say he's 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 doing this thing, and that's then when he gets raided by not just the police, but like the proper for sort of like special forces police to mm. get arrested and put in a thing because he was doing his job yep. that he was hired to do. Yeah. Yeah. As an FBI agent who yeah. surely trumps the police. Yeah. Jurisdictionally depends. But I think he was they didn't they didn't they arrest him for shooting his boss? Wasn't that where yes. they said he did it? He's been set, Which he yeah. also he, he was nowhere yeah. near it. Um no the the bell's concern I loved in this sequence of where they're looking each other up online, they're doing all the best. There's a password encrypted bit and she types in in, in the terminal bypass code. Yeah. And the password disappears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who knew it was yeah. that easy? I mean, we, we, we'll we talk about the computer bit now then because we've jumped forward. I want to jump back to that action sequence. But the bit that really annoyed me about that was, again, I get the feeling that this is supposed to kind of deepen our understanding of both these characters and specifically Sever because yeah. X pulls up her file and there's tons of information there on the screen. Don't get yeah. a chance to read any of it. They don't zoom no. in for a flashback. They don't freeze frame. They don't scroll it down no. the screen. Nothing. You just see a big batch of text on a screen that's far too small to read. And I've got a yeah. fucking big TV and it's still too small for me to read. So that was fucking stupid. Um, yeah. Going back to that action sequence again, this is just one of the worst action sequences I've ever, mm-hmm. ever seen. Once this chase starts between X and Sever, which mm. is like what has brought us to the dance, right? This should be yeah. fucking phenomenal. Yeah. This is the first time we're pitting them against each other. It's called X versus Sever. So this needs to be fucking good. And it's horrendous. So my first issue with it, after they've find, fucking chased each other about a little bit and had a little bit of a stare down and stuff and realized that they're both really fucking attractive and look good in their fucking designer outfits. She fucks off in a car, he gives yep. chase, and he shoots the tires out, right? Yeah. Making a crash. Except she was already driving directly towards the car, the one solitary car parked at the side of the lane, mind you. <laughs> Yeah. that she crashes into as a result of him shooting the tire. It's like, well, that is the most ridiculous looking thing I've ever seen. She was hitting that car, whether you shot the fucking tire or not. So he, yeah. like, he Indiana Jones that shit. He had absolutely no 
that like no agency in that scene what so fucking ever then they have a bit of a chase on foot um and then they, they end up in some sort of fucking i don't know car park office building whatever the fuck it is and start making their way to the roof um a bunch of people get shot in the meantime um <laughs> But at one point, the the other agent, Agent Lee, gets shot. Sever, Sever shoots him in the car yeah. park, and I just lost my shit laughing because he gets shot and he goes ah, and then falls <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, come on, spend some money on some foley, like yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember shouting at the screen at that point as well because I, I wrote down, oh, they're bonding, he's dead. Yeah, and then literally the next time you see him, he gets shot. Um, and to to um go back to the point, point that Helen made about so I was saying before we came on there. I didn't realize it was the same blow because when you see him in the tax task force, he's about three stone fucking heavier yeah. than when you see him in the car. They've obviously gone back and done reshoots where he's either lost a boatload of weight or put a boatload of weight on in yeah. the middle of the film. So when when you, and then when you see him again at the end, he's back to the way he he's was. Back to the way he was, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. It was just really bad. But I remember writing, I remember writing, oh, he's dead. And next time you see him, he's shot. He's sprayed with a machine gun. He's like, oh fuck off. And then oh no, it hit my vest. I can't fucking breathe. I Okay, they've done something, but then it goes nowhere. Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's fine. He's fine in the next scene. Yeah, where he's, he's not even his, moving like, a bit gingerly or anything. Yeah, because yeah. you know he can pick his child up. Yeah, yeah, not and like even carry bruised. her. Not so even bruised. He's not. He's yeah. not bruised or hurt his chest at all yeah. because he can do those movements. You know, my uncle's a cello player. When he had like his heart surgery thing, which was keyhole surgery. He couldn't play his double bass for like fucking yeah. months because that yeah. movement across the chest to no, but no, I mean Yeah, you can get you can get hit with a up. fucking automatic weapon and be absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah of course you can. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. Well it makes it makes you wonder all all these kids in American schools are moaning about it. That's all the fucking impact they have. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> That's strong. Okay, it's taking me That's it's taking me an hour to say something controversial. <laughs> I feel better about my comment earlier. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys have set the bar fucking high for me tonight. Uh, or low, depending on how you look at it. Um, so, right. So there's that, right? There's the ah, that's really fucking bad. <laughs> then they get to the roof, and yep. X has a fucking shotgun trained on yep. Sever. Yep. Like, yep. a shotgun. Yep. He decides... <laughs> For no good reason, other than because we want a cool-looking fight, to yep. throw the shotgun away and draw a pistol, which allows yep. her enough time to knock it out of his hands so they yep. can have literally the worst fight sequence I have ever, ever seen committed to yep. celluloid. It is yep. appalling. It yep. is clumsy. It is slow. And like mm-hmm. what again, what you want when you've got like your two leads head to head like this is like we need ballet here at this point. Like they yeah. need to be yeah. fucking now. It is not helped by the fact that actually these two have no chemistry whatsoever. No, none. And not being funny, to not have chemistry with Antonio Banderas, like what that's fucking nigh on impossible, right? Absolutely. The guy's a charisma machine. Like how just makes how? no fucking sense whatsoever they they like they are so mismatched it, it just feels like the pair of them probably didn't even speak to each other i, I mean i don't know yeah we, we don't know what's going on but it feels like they never spoke to each other offset they, they've just got nothing at all they are so flat yeah and, they just turn up do what they're told to do and then fuck and then off fuck again. off right um but yeah like no chemistry horrible clumsy looking fight scene and yeah. like, like this is like it needs to be kind of sexy, right? It needs oh, yeah, to completely. be, and yeah. it's not at yeah. all. It's yeah. it's just appalling. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the only saving grace for this scene um, is that 
we while, while this is going on and we, we we cut away and they're, they're sort of fighting in the distance and you get these two snipers again oh, not snipers they've got these massive fucking machine guns turn up and they're talking about no maybe they'll take each other out and all the rest of it oh just to, no take the shot so they you get these this fucking heavy artillery firing at them from a couple hundred yards away so what does Banderas do? He stops to pick up his gun and then run away. So just leave. Is he particularly attached to this gun or what? Is it like a sentimental fact? Did it belong to his dead wife? I mean, no. this, but this is the thing, though, about that whole bit where Gantz guys turn up with, like, you know, their full-on military arsenal mm. to, like, open fire. And I, I don't blame you guys for missing this because, obviously, you were just like Darth Maul over in him off, whereas I was just like, you are my insight into this film. You are the thing that will make sense to me. You are the secret that, that unlocks this entire film. Because he's spending his whole time saying to them, <clears throat> don't let them cancel each other out. They're not allowed to kill each other. You've got to do whatever it takes to not let them ca- kill each other. They're not allowed to cancel each other out. I mean, mind you, he's saying it like he's got to order coffee for his boss and he hates his boss. He's like, yeah, don't let them cancel each other. Yeah, don't let them cancel each other out. And, you know, you've got this like pumping soundtrack going and you've got all of these shots and stuff going. So I can get why you missed it. But th- this this was a crucial thing that was being communicated at the time where they were just literally blowing up the entire rooftop was they were told not to do that. Yeah, and they still <laughs> did it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. obviously, you know, there's, that's the person that can like give you all the answers you've been looking for for seven years about your missing wife. Blow her up. Like, yeah. it's how it works. So then then we then we kind of debrief the whole action sequence and yeah. and... Ex, you know, we found out Julio's been rushed to hospital and stuff, or Lee, sorry, Lee's been rushed to hospital, um, and then uh, X utters the words, "She doesn't miss." Okay, so first of all, met her once, my dude. Fought her yeah. once. What the yeah. fuck do you know about her? How do you it's yeah. like you talking like you've been fighting her your entire life here? Yeah, like that doesn't make any sense. But more to the point, it looked like, and, and this just sets the right room me going, I'm thinking, oh, right, okay, so this is foreshadowing. She's just shot him with a fucking spider nanobot thingy, right? Yeah. No, no, she hasn't. Because that pays off immediately in the next scene where we dive back into our whole nanobot thing. Mm. And we learn that actually the kid's got a nanobot in him. Yeah. What? Why? What? How, I don't... What is going on with this nanobot shit? Like... Why, why does this even matter honestly yeah i don't, I don't get it i, I, I don't get yeah. what we saw and, and why the kid like if the, it because if gant cared about the kid at all which you have to assume at this point sever thinks that he does we later find out that apparently she doesn't and she took the kid to protect him but the way we're being led to think here yeah. and the way this story wants to manipulate us is that the kid is leverage yeah why the hell would he put the fucking nanobot thing in the kid it doesn't make any yeah. sense whatsoever. Surely you but just not... put in one of your henchmen, don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the, and the thing is, well, when I get jumping around a bit, so when we get to the payoff in the end, we see her set it up. It's fucking, no, it's literally, they show exactly what she's going to fucking do on screen about halfway through the film. Yeah, I mean, so I when think you they get this, need this to supposedly do... big re- Yeah, they need to do that for that reveal at the end. Otherwise, when she shoots him, you'd go like, what? Uh? Well, you, you, <laughs> you need to do something with it. But literally, you, you know, you see she goes up to him, she does the little scanny thing. So not to mic, she does the little scanny thing. And then she goes, takes the top off a bullet and puts this little fucking metal thing in it. Yeah, we, we absolutely. Clearly, that's what she does. Like, yeah. You, you, you do something by all means, but 
you just give them the next fucking 45 minutes oh, yeah, but they, there's no point watching because you know what's gonna fucking yeah, end they had to do that like if they if they didn't yeah. do that when she shot him at the end you'd be like what the fuck like they they absolutely yeah. had to check off his gun that you have to see her make that bullet there's no two yeah. ways around it like she, you we need I, I, I get make it I, I get seeing her do it you no know, manipulating something but literally no, they might as well just ha- no sit, get up with a fucking tweezer oh, yeah, and no, his arm and put it straight be, in they have to be very specific about that otherwise that ending doesn't work at all not that they should give a shit because they haven't given a shit about anything no, the rest else of the in this film, entire film. No, so why, why bother yeah, with that no, you absolutely have to see her make that bullet yeah it, 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 it just sense. I think it just bugged me because it was so clumsy and so fucking obvious what they'd done oh yeah it just it was just like I don't I now don't care because you know exactly what's going to happen they're going to shoot him with it it's the fucking five point punch then kill Bill yeah I you mean, know exactly where it's fucking going so what's the point it's, why now tell the rest of the story I mean it, it's literally Chekhov's gun it's 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 a bullet that you see that you know is going to hit the bad guy at the end like it's it's a perfect example it's about the only thing they do right in the entire film actually um, it just doesn't have anything else to hang on um I, I, I'm at, at this point now. My next <laughs> note is just about the fucking hacking scene, which we've talked mm. about yet, <laughs> because that's the next scene. But it's nice that everyone's so good at hacking, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. Because it, yeah. it's the early two thousands mark. Everyone was everyone hacking. Hack. Everyone hacked yeah, everything. True. But this, but I this was just drinking, thing, so you know, I didn't fucking care. Is Antonio Banderas clearly isn't good at hacking because he thinks his wife is dead. He's clearly not good at anything other than drinking and smoking. That's about yeah. all he's good at, and looking Walking slightly disheveled. in the rain, yeah, as yeah. He flips his jacket up, yeah, yeah, and ruining the fucking floor of the bar because he doesn't want to hang his coat up. Yeah, that's that's about <laughs> all he's good at. <laughs> that's a few things actually. We've, you know, we we said he's not good at anything. We've given him like four yeah. there, so that's yeah. a start. Yeah. yeah, they're just not necessarily, yeah. you know, useful skills. Use, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so my next note is just more of a general observation, really. I think I'm really getting pissed off by this point. I've just written this film yeah. is entirely devoid of any pace or threat there is no yep. story we see yep. everyone's every move which is a huge problem we constantly see everyone trying to fuck over everyone else so yep. we know seva won't kill the kid because we know that she's got history we know that x won't kill seva because he needs to know about his wife and we know that Gant doesn't have the nanobot, so he's not a threat. So what the fuck is the point in any of this? Who wants anything other than poor old X just wants to see his wife, who he couldn't have cared that much about because he's just written her off. <laughs> like, And also, the like, the wife is such a fucking confusing character. Like, hmm. you know, oh, I thought you were dead. Well, I mean... No, you're dead. Not. No, you <laughs> are. Clearly not. Clearly not. <laughs> if everyone that he works with knows that he's still alive, oh no! But I I went with Gant because I was trying to protect you. But why would why? you go with the dead. bad guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, 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 if, we'll talk if, about if he's dead. You don't need to protect him. The ho- the, the yeah. wife makes no sense. Like the wife, I think, is the true villain in this piece. I agree. I agree. And I'm super confused by her. And when we get to that flashback where we see Gant, um, and and it's all revealed, I think we'll talk about that in depth because. That was yeah. the point where I like I was kind of at least half following all the separate threads until that point, yeah. and they weren't tying yeah. together, but I was no. half following them. At that point, I lost my shit. I was just I don't know what this is, and I don't know what's happening. Um, but but yeah, you're right. They they have that whole thing where they're like, but I thought you were dead. But no, I thought you were dead. But uh, what? It's like the fucking Spider Man meme. Like everybody's yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah, fuck me. Um. And at this point, the film is halfway over and yep. absolutely <laughs> fuck all, 
fuck all has happened to move the story forward. Nothing. There's been a lot of explosions. It, there has been a lot of explosions. There's been a but, lot of explosions. But they don't even look very good. That's the problem. No, no blood. No. Um, and so we cut back to Sever and I've just written, Jesus Christ, she's even feeding the kid like a fucking prisoner. I, like, I get that Gant is bad, but they're painting her out as a fucking yeah. kidnapper. Like, she, yeah. they are. And I mean... In no fairness, good. what she was feeding him was all sweeties. Like it was, there was, a, there was, there was like an iced brownie, and there yeah, was like another bit of cake, and, and, yeah, and there yeah. was jelly, and you know mac and cheese because obviously children only eat mac and cheese. But I was like, well, do you know what? Like actually, if you were a child, you'd probably really like everything that's on the plate, and you've got three desserts. So yeah, yeah, you know, <clears throat> drugging um, oh, him with sugar. Yeah. Okay, so the next note I've got to do is is the wife, which we start talking about because we we we've skipped over it. But oh, after yeah. they finish their fight and the chase sequence, yeah. um, or no, there's another one, isn't it? They have a little bit like they have a bit of a motorbike chase and stuff after they do yeah. the hacking yeah. on each when other. When he breaks out of the prison, the prison yeah, yeah, bus, because yeah. yeah. she blows yeah. up the prison bus to free him. Yeah. to free him, and then he chases her, which again yeah. makes no sense at yeah. all. I, I don't get that. And again, and it's the the lowest speed fucking car chase in oh, history. It's awful. You see him coming around. Yeah. It's like because they tried to. No, it's they, the they, second they ca- lowest speed car well. chase in history because 2025 does exist. Yes. Oh, yes, that true. is true. But at this point, it didn't. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so they, they they bring the bikes around the corner and then they try and trick it by having the cars do, like, that fucking you know, American cop show skid where the arse end comes, back, comes out and they sort of swing it around. But clearly, they might as well have their fucking feet on the floor and just be pushing it. Mm. And also, <laughs> is it it's, is it just me, right? But so far, X, like, I, I think it's fair to say, the one the one thing you can say about X is he's always looked really fucking cool. Whatever he's doing, yeah. he just looks hmm. fucking cool doing it. Why the fuck do they put him on a bike from Chips? Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just me. I don't know. Like, I, and I can't remember what bikes yeah. looked like in the early 2000s, but I'm pretty sure like, they, like were, that, they were probably cooler bikes than this that they could have they put were. him on. Like, they the were. fucking yeah. windshield on the thing is massive. <laughs> if you're going to do that, you want to be shot at or something, so at least, at so least it serves a purpose. Down. Yeah, exactly. It so just... if you've got a big fucking um, panniers on the back, so at least you know, if you're being shot at from behind, they get blown off and not your legs. Yeah. No, just make it fucking you know, purposeful. Not I just, mean, oh shit, we need two bikes, we've only got, the, the sponsor only sent one. Anybody in I the mean, crew got a bike, we won't damage it, I promise. By this stage, I wasn't giving a shit about things like that, because previously, when he was at Lee's house, and the daughter's looking at him, and he pulls out his packet of Marlboro's mm. to like spark one up, and she like shakes his head, because no, saying, no, you're not allowed to smoke in the house. The next shot, when the camera moves, and you see him put the packet of cigarettes down on the table... You can also see that there is an ashtray right next to him where he sat. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So dad's a secret <laughs> like, smoker and the kid doesn't I was know. Like, I was like... Well, not that fucking secret because like, the ashtray's no, right there. Yeah, I was like, non, non-smoker non house. Fine, get that. But I can. I was just like... I was about to sort of give Antonio Banderas like, like even more shit than I was already giving his character for being just like, who the fuck thinks you can just like spark up in anybody's house? Like, you know, common courtesy is that you ask. But then I was like, no, if if someone said to you, oh, sit yourself down here. And there's and an ashtray. Sit yourself down there. And there's an ashtray right next to you. Yep. I was like, no, 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 that is a logical conclusion. Well done, yeah, FBI yeah. guy. You can put some <laughs> clues together. <laughs> well, you had to get, get one eventually, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, but the wrong one because it was, it was a red herring. It was a oh, false lead. Fuck. Like his wife being dead. 
I mean, let's get into the wife thing then, right? Because they have this, they have the worst chase in history, culminates with, oh. with Seva, like, basically beating X, right? He's on the floor, he's mm-hmm. done, but instead of killing him, she tosses a note at him and says, like, here's where your wife is, basically. Yeah. Off you go, mm-hmm. right? So and gives and gives him his gun back as well because yeah. you know, again sentimental value. Yeah, well because they because they like need to be sexy friends, right? Even though yeah. they've got no chemistry whatsoever, but they they're not yeah. allowed to kill each other. That's the thing, right? Yeah. They've just been yeah. they, their agencies are pitting them against each other for reasons I don't fully understand. But they don't yeah. hate each other. Well, she's not agency anymore, is she? No, but you know she, she's on the outs. Yeah, but he's being told that she's a bad guy. She's not really a bad guy. Anyway, whatever. Oh, I don't know. Whatever the fuck. Yeah, right. So he's, yeah, this is all in a lab. Let fuck yeah, your resignation note. Yeah. Like, whatever. So he goes to see his wife, and um, again, this is where this film it just throws logic out the window repeatedly. Um, and, and I start to think I know what's going on. And I've written right. Okay. So the wife, right? So I'm guessing it's either a twin, she's got amnesia, or most likely she's an undercover agent. That's what I've yeah. written. Yeah. Place your yeah. fucking bets. Mr. Now. And Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Place your yeah. bets now. Um, oh no, no, it's actually her, but flashback. And here's where we get the explanation. Again, in fucking flashback, all of this needed to be at the front of the fucking film, okay? All of this needed to be right at the front. So he goes deep undercover. We need to see him, that conversation at the start, like we need some time getting to know them. He's going deep undercover. She doesn't want him to do it. And then the car blows up. And then he's like, oh my God, I shouldn't have done it. She's right. We we ended it on an argument. And you can understand how he gets to it. But none of this means anything because we're now like 50 minutes into the fucking film. So none yeah. of this means anything at all. Um, and then we find out that she immediately shacks up with Gant pretty much. Except it's not made clear in the flashback whose wife she actually was because i originally thought i had to wind it back and watch it again and i still couldn't understand it and i pieced it together later on when mm. in the next line of dialogue the way they framed it it's it kind of feels like she's carrying on with him whilst yeah. married to gant because yeah. the two of them are at the table having this conversation and then gant walks in and they kind of sit bolt upright and then he gets up yeah. and starts shaking his hand and he and so for a minute there, I'm almost like, well, you're a piece of shit as well then. You were the only person yeah. in this film that, like, I thought he was useless, but at least I didn't think he was a piece of shit, but now I do. So I, And I'm still not 100% sure I understand what that scene's trying to tell me. Because I, I don't think they make it clear whose wife she's supposed to be at all. It, it's only when you get the next scene then, because it cuts back mm. the present day, and yeah. she says, I only became his wife in name. And it's only because she used the word became that I'm like, yeah. oh, right, okay. So she did shack up with him afterwards. Just, but that kind of makes her a piece of shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. whichever way you slice this, this is a broken relationship. And like, just just leave her ex. You're better off without her. <laughs> just leave it alone. Also- also, because we've established that explosions in this universe, they they go boom, and there's like lots of like flames and smoke. Mm. But um, other than that, nothing happens. Like you know, you don't suffer mm. any injuries from them. You might get you might get knocked over, but it's like being hit by yeah. a pillow. You'll get straight yeah. back up again. Yeah, you'll be fine. Um, so previously, when we'd seen this car explosion, and we'd seen it from X's point of view, and he thought she was in the car, and he gets yeah. he's like on the ground. And so he's clearly outside of the car and he's making a lot of noise mm-hmm. because he's like, he's like crying his anguish into the air. Mm. She is also outside of the car. And when she sees it blows up, starts screaming, no, no, no. And like, 
Yeah, like surely in this situation, right? I know, like you should, like you rationally, you'd be told don't approach the vehicle and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, in this situation, if you're either of those people, the first you thing the you do door. is run towards yeah. the burning fucking vehicle to see yeah. if your other half is in there. That is the first and, thing yeah. you do. And it is also going to be really obvious that there's nobody in the fucking car. Yeah. But it's not even that, right? Even if you give them that, even if you give them that this was so elaborately staged by Gant that he managed to separate them both immediately and he pulled that ruse off, there were fucking funerals for yeah. both of but, them. Yeah. <laughs> but they were closed casket funerals, so it's all right. But yeah, just bury a couple of no, grease no, blocks. I get, I get that, Mark. They were close. I, I get that explanation. But they're both still alive and walking around in the world yeah. in the same fucking city. Like she knows, like she's got to know that she had a funeral for. That's her what I mean. Because everyone, everyone that her current husband worked yes. with had to attend her fucking funeral. They're like, what? Did they stage it for when she was giving birth? So they waited nine months. Like, <laughs> Well, they waited for three years, really. No, because she was pregnant at that meeting when the Longest car fucking blew pregnancy up that, in history. Because, of the, yeah, well, I mean, whatever. Yeah. But this is this is something else that was... She was pregnant at the time because that was why she yeah. didn't want him to go undercover. She just discovered. So it was like very early stages, not showing her anything. And then the car blows up. So she's clearly not showing at that stage. So this is still very sort of early on. So this is all tied together and it's the same sort of thing, which is why they're kind of wearing the same clothes. So how? why does she think he's dead? Because he didn't get a funeral. No. So, he, oh, my, hus- my now husband used to work with my former husband, but he's not getting a funeral because what, he was undercover? Well, at least he'd get like a fucking like star or something. Like there'd be a plaque, there'd be... There'd be... But no, she's not questioning it. And if, he, he... if he's undercover and he's dead, it doesn't matter if he can be a funeral anyway, because it's not going to blow his fucking cover anymore, is it? Well, exactly. And then it's a case of, oh, so <coughs> husband, I'm your pregnant wife that kind of like has to have things doing. Where are you going today? Oh, I'm going to a funeral. Oh no, who's died? you (laughs) (laughs) like it just the the the, i mean i swear to god like if both of them had been lobotomized they'd still probably question this shit like it's just ridiculous the funeral thing is is the bit that blows oh my my god like to drop that in without and, and once you've crossed that threshold, right, once we've got that ridiculous of both of them thinks the other one is dead and he's attended a funeral, like, just take it a step further and write in about how she had to have plastic surgery or something because, I don't know, yeah. she tripped and fell in acid. What? Well, I don't care. Whatever. But, like, just explain that away, please, because it's ludicrous. It's absolutely yeah. ludicrous. Yeah. You know, I mean, even, like, the identity thing, you can sort of get around, right? Like, even, no, fuck it, the plastic surgery you can get around, right? She's pregnant, she's feared for her wife. Her ex-husband, who we think is dead, is a deep undercover agent. There is a price on her head for being yeah. associated with him. <clears throat> she yeah. needs to go deep, deep undercover. Gant's going to protect yeah. her. Right, yeah. he's going to be a security detail. You need mm. to change your appearance. You need to change your name. Marry me. Yeah. All oh, of witness that. Witness protection. N- witness protection. Exactly new social security number. Everything. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. That's that's like two lines of expo- exposition. Throw it in there. Problem solved. I mean, it still doesn't explain why X couldn't find her being like super cop, but you know, it's it's a start, isn't it? <laughs> it's a and fucking also, start. If the child is flying to Europe and she's collecting him from the airport, then he's 
obviously got a passport. Yeah. So, like, he's going to ping. Yeah. Mother was have, dead before he was born. <laughs> and she's going to ping as well, because when he's a child, the parents have to sign for the passport. But, it, in but again, it, it, it sets up this, this all the shady shit, because it's a private airfield, it's not an airport, is it? True, true. And Gant's, <sighs> like, connected and shit. But yeah, anyway, I don't know. So yeah. they, they finish their little... Again, if you're trying to play logic too much, it don't fucking work. They, they, they finish their little, you know, reunion, their little tete-a-tete, and they decide that, obviously, you know, he finds out now that it's his son, they need to get the son back, but they're both in danger, so she says to him, what do we do now? And he very dramatically looks her in the eyes and says, run, cut to them, casually ambling. <laughs> like, doing a really bad, like, Sunday jog out of the yeah. building. I think it's meant to be Although slow-mo. Although she, she's in like half-inch heels, so you know, you've got to give her some credit. She's in like half-inch heels. It's got to be difficult to run in just, just Yeah, really nice, casual warm-up jog out of yeah. the building. Uh, and then, then they bump into Sever, and oh, no, just this exchange where she says, so you must be the bitch holding my son, or some or words to that effect. You must be the bitch that kidnapped my son. Is, is this the bitch that stole our son? That's it. There you go. There's the line she's fed. Is this the bitch that stole our son? No. I'm the bitch protecting him. Oh, fucking hell. Clearly written by a woman, that line. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Mark. Obviously. Yeah. No, no obviously. way did a man write that. No. Because I, no. I often hear women talk to each other like that. All the time. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is the one thing that you guys say to me every time I put a piece of writing in front of you is, Helen, you need to just like cut it down with all of the... You're the bitch that stole my son. I'm the bitch that's yeah. protecting him. No, also, yeah. some women buy shoes. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, totally. Yeah. yeah. All totally. of these. All of these lines. Yeah. yeah. I've, yeah I've written Sorry, that guys. I've been putting you through it for too many years. I know. Yeah. I know. That's it. I know. Um, so, see, the thing, and, and the thing is, like, yes, it's bad, right? Yeah. It, 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 like, comically bad. But I think in the right hands, you might have got away with that. Because, like, Lucy Lou's like just trying to give off bad bitch vibes, but she's just, she is just not badass enough. She's so little and tiny, and just like she's not, she just hasn't got it, is she? She just has not got it. She is not badass, and she cannot deliver a line like that. She just can't. Awful, 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 awful. Um, okay, so I can't even read my writing now. I'd started to tune out at this point. Um, all right. Anyway, now there are some stakes, kind of, because now, like, the, you know, we know that it's his son, although there's only kind of stakes because they now know where the son is. So it's just a case of protecting him. They don't really have anything to do. There's nothing left to find. They're mm. just kind of waiting for Gant to get his shit together now. Really? Just, yeah. I don't know, kick back, put the kettle on, I guess, open a beer. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, you could you could ask his wife where he is. But then, like, wives never know where their husbands are because they think they're dead for, like, seven years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why, why should she yeah. give a fuck, really? Yeah. You know? Um, it's, but, all right, let's, let's just pull out one side and say, okay, so now we understand everything. Yeah. Why didn't we get here after, like, 25 to 30 minutes of screen time? Like, because this is essentially the end of Act 1 now. Because chaos. Yeah. But this is where... not the fuck he's doing. We've arrived at the end, like I said, couldn't find a story in a car park. This is where we've arrived now, you know? We, yeah. We're at the end of Act 1. Except we now jump straight into Act 3. Yeah, I did do a time check at this stage. And I was just like, right, okay, this is clearly like the final sequence. Mm. Because there's not enough runtime left in the film for anything else. So, no, there is no story. (laughs) No, there is none whatsoever. Or there is. It's just not, like, it's not communicated at all. And they don't understand pacing or through lines or character development or plot. 
or anything basically yeah. um so we got steaks um we but absolutely no reason like we could have got here without all the nanobot shit we could have got to this point in like 25 to 30 minutes x and sever just needed like one initial like fight with each other mm. you know all right maybe i'm unfair maybe this isn't the end of act one this is the act two turning point is what this should be so maybe we needed to get you 35 40 minutes in right but actually we've only got about 15 minutes of the film fucking left like we're nearly yeah. we're nearly done at this point this is where i gave up essentially <laughs> this is where i was just like, i'm tuning out i've had fucking enough like so i just let it play in the background and carried on working um so right so lucy lou then just gives them up basically like they, they go back and she just gives the kid up she's just like yeah. there he is this kid like I, i've been holding him for what a couple of days by this point i guess yeah. Like, but as still, as far as we know, he's her only collateral. Like, yes, yeah. we've seen her extract the, the nanobot thing, hmm. but she, like, she still thinks that Gant thinks that that's his son and is therefore going for his. Otherwise, why take the kid? It still doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And all she wanted and was the nanobot, and she's this super badass assassin. I mean, you'd just kill the kid and cut his fucking hand off, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, that's it. Like, I but think... I mean, not only that, I mean, we, they kind of gave up as well because you had this whole thing for the first half of the film where they, um, Darth Maul and um, Gant are alluding to there's, a, there's like a countdown. There's, a, there's something, they're ticking down to something. Yeah. And then it just stops. They stop referring to it at all. Yeah. And it's round about the time that she takes the thing out of the kid's hand. I said, well, okay, so do they know it's not in there anymore? How? What's going on? What, why, yeah. why are they now all of a sudden not talking about if it's not out in 12 hours, the kid's going to die? Yeah. That's not, again, that's a stake, but yeah. it's just forgotten about. I'd forgotten about that, and, I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, so did the writer and the director, so, you know, you, you can be excused. Yeah. I mean, I think she was keeping the kid because she thought the kid was Gant's son, and so it was, like, the bait so that she could then shoot Gant with the nanobots. Yeah, that's what, that's what I that That's what I think. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, why why just give him up at this point? Because, yes, she knows the truth, but the point yeah. is that Gant still doesn't. Gant doesn't. Yeah. So he's still, she still needs the kid. Like, yeah. I get that she kind of wants X on side, because he's like an ally and stuff so i Hmm. i get that but i I do need to point out that yes okay she reunites the true parents of the child with the child and then it's like right so gantz is on his way so the mum and the child we need to get them somewhere safe so she puts the mum in the cage with the child (laughs) and and just raises it up on a platform yeah Fully mesh walls all around. Yeah. Really easy to get through and just has them at the top of the building and because kind yes, of visible. That is totally the safest place. And it, it's, it's the fact that it's the most obvious thing when it's like rising yeah. up in this industrial thing. And every, nobody seems to notice when this lift is rising. No. <laughs> but here's the bit that really makes no sense. Up until this point, right, bear in mind, X did not factor into Sever's plan at all. He was brought in as an afterthought, an obstacle that was in her way. So she absolutely had planned to follow all of this through without X's assistance or involvement in any way. X originally just wanted his wife back, which he now has, and has just found out that he's also had a son who he's just been reunited with. The worst day of his life was losing these people, right? Set him on this trajectory where he was a drinker and he quit his job and all of that. He's just had them back. Why on earth would he agree to go with Sever to kill Gant instead of taking those two as far away from all of this shit 
as humanly yep. possible. He is more than capable of extracting them from the country. He's like the super bad FBI agent. Like he can get miles away in in hours. Super, super bad is right. Yeah. Right. Just leave her to it. Leave yeah. these motherfuckers sort their own bullshit out. Take yeah. your own fucking bullshit and get out of the country. And yeah, yeah if sure. Sever yeah. does fail, okay, fine. Deal with Gant then. Right. Yeah. If he comes for you, deal with him then. But otherwise, she's perfectly capable of sorting this shit out. She was going to anyway. So Yeah, that was yeah. her plan. Just leave her yeah, to next, it. Next shot should be the three of them like drinking having like nice little drinks with cocktail umbrellas on a beach in Mexico. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like yeah. bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Makes no sense whatsoever. But no, he decides he's gonna do her a solid and go with her. Um, yeah, he's gonna go die for the cause. Yeah, totally. Because why not? Because it's like, and again, when he thought his wife was dead, fine, you could understand that decision, but yeah. not anymore. So they they go to fucking I don't know some train yard fucking thing. It, it, that's just outside it's, it's, where they are. Yeah, yeah it's it's some sort. Yeah, of, yeah it's some sort of cement. Well, cement works. So they've got this big processing plant where she where she's basically built her house. Generic action movie backdrop. Yeah. It's, it's some, it, it, you'd call it some sort of mill. Yeah. yeah and that'll be fine. It's cool. Yeah, totally. I mean, to be fair, there'll be a couple done in Patobo in a couple of months. We could, we could use the film. <laughs> yeah. if we want to do the same thing. So, so Gant then obviously gets his chance to give a big villain speech. And again, actually, he's pretty good, except yeah. that it doesn't mean anything because he gives this whole talk about how there, you know, there are no innocents here. And he's defending his actions basically to X. Yeah. He's shouting out loud and, and same to Sever as well. He's like, look. You know, there are no innocents. We're all crooks. This is why I did it. Blah, blah, blah. And that's all fine. But none of this, like this world that they're in where they're all crooked and stuff. And it's like, it hasn't been established. We still don't really know, like who, I, I don't anyway. Who the fuck is Gant? Like I get that he used to be an agent and stuff. But how does he get to where he is now from where he was then? Because that's what he's trying to kind of tell us here. He's trying to justify yeah. his actions. But we haven't really seen any of that. So why do I give a fuck? Like, it's just meaningless. It's just all yeah. word soup at this point. So just get yeah. on with the fucking killing. Like, I mean, to be fair, the most egregious thing he's done is unnecessarily blow up two cars. I mean, yeah, he's not actually, like, he's a piece of shit. He's not a fucking Bond villain, is he? No, he's a piece of shit, but he's not exactly a fucking criminal mastermind, is he? Yeah. Let's no. be honest, you know. Um, yeah, but, well, whatever. I, like I said, I, I've turned out, um, I, I, I turned out at this point. Um, I've, I've literally, I've, I've time-checked it. I must have time-checked it before I tuned out. So I've, I've written, I just tuned out for, like, 15 minutes. Nothing at all has happened, just more fucking shooty bang-bang um i'd tap out if i weren't so close to the end so there you go like literally yeah. nothing they just run mm. around more pedestrian fucking fights shooting blowing yeah. shit up. again more explosions that don't do fuck all yeah yeah oh and apparently there's a new dynamic as well they're being crushed by steel fucking pipes also doesn't do anything to you it, that yeah. was really it bad really that fun. wasn't it when he just really gets up and off. wanders off yeah um, like the, the whole thing, you no, know, the whole thing about him, you no, know, because um, she's between two train cars. He sets the bombs off, and you no, know, they're all running in the opposite direction. Fine, that's great. He gets caught up in the explosion. The, the pipes fall, and, and again, they're these fucking ten meter steel, no, meter wide pipes. They're fucking heavy. I don't know if anyone's you know, seen seen them in real life. They fucking hurt. Yep. And about twenty of the cunts fall on him, and he's like, "Oh no, my ankle!" And I then mean, he gets up, limps for two seconds, and he's fine. You got to bear in mind though that you also just before that bit you've seen the bad guys tactical squad walking between the two train carriages where the explosions come out from underneath them yep. so they are trapped between two points where they can't yep. escape there are explosions either side of them and these things are going 
They get knocked to the ground and then every single one of them stands up and continues walking. Mm-hmm. And the bad guy. And, and Gant gets up as well, who is not in tactical gear or any sort of protective yeah, clothing. Nothing, because, um, nothing. You, you need to see his it. face. You need, you need to know who he is. Yeah. You know, it's the same, same with, it really pissed me off with a lot of the, a load of films on TV whereby everyone's in tactical gear and fucking helmets and flak vests and everything else, and your leads are in a fucking shirt and tie or a, just a, a plain black shirt because fuck it, we need to see their faces, we need to know they're cooler than everybody else, and we need to know they're not the ones getting shot. Yeah. yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it not only does Gant get up, there's a whole explanation here as well. He's had his fucking diatribe about no one being innocent, but just in case you didn't know, they they fully try and explain then that Agent Clark equals Robert Gant as well here. He, he tries to just... But, like, who the fuck are either of these people? We don't know who well, yeah, who is Agent is. Clark? It doesn't matter. Why, why is that important? Yeah. yeah. It, it's not, is it? What, what did Agent Clark do? Yeah. Apart from know. steal his missus and run away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we needed to see the two of them before... Like, they, need, they needed to be buddies, right? They needed to be partners. Yeah. We needed to see the two of them and that relationship for any of this. Yeah, you, ne- you need that sense. reveal. You need, to, you need him to understand that, oh, fuck, actually, he, he wasn't my friend. He was actually the fucking bad guy all along. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you need the train yard in fucking Goldeneye. You want Sean Bean walking Well, out. it's funny yeah. you mention that because that is literally what I've written here. I've written, this ain't fucking Goldeneye. Because that's <laughs> just kind of what they've tried to accomplish, isn't it? Yeah. That, that is exactly what they've tried to accomplish. Is, that, is They've tried to make it like these two agents who were best buddies and actually one of them turns out to be like the bad guy. 006 is the bad guy. You just fuck it completely. Absolutely yeah. fuck it. Um, I and I, I my next note then I I'm running out of page space right and I don't want to waste any more ink on this film so I've just <laughs> scribbled all my notes in really really small, um, but <laughs> I've just written like I just I really need this film to be over now it's hurting and I don't give a fuck about any of these people let alone fucking Sever versus Ross who are the two least interesting characters in the whole thing. <laughs> Which is my final note is that fight between the two of them because that's when I realised, as I said, that this was this is a film about sunken cost fallacy, mm-hmm. and the guy and Darth Maul Ross, he's the one that knows it, and that is how he is playing this film because the moment where he comes in and him and Lucy they like sort of see each other and they start taking all of their guns off. At that point, either one of them could have just been just like, do you know what? Fuck it. It's just not worth it. Like, I don't want to be in this film anymore. And they could have turned and walked away. But they don't because sunken cost fallacy is you keep putting good in and yep. just until until you die. And so I thought this is actually like the most perfect example of sunken cost fallacy that I've ever seen. And it is encapsulated by Darth Maul. Well done. Yeah. Hats off to you, Ray Park. You accomplished something. Um, yeah, I because... Mean- it's the only thing that makes sense. It's the only thing that makes sense in this entire film. For what it's worth, and I don't think we'd expect any less from him, this is the only fight that looks anywhere near good. Like it's when a good he, fight. yeah, when he's flicking his chains around and stuff, like he look, yeah. he, he looks fucking badass, and he moves yeah. with purpose, <laughs> and like he's exciting to watch. She's not at all. Yeah, <laughs> she. <laughs> She's wooden he sells every single one of those movies. Absolutely, yeah. he does absolutely. So, yeah. and I, I think it's it's the difference, in, and it's, it's where wherever you see him in, let's say he's a shit actor, but he's a very good combat performer. Yeah, absolutely. because he because he was a combat athlete. Yeah, who then went into acting as opposed to being an actor who's been taught to fight for a particular role. Yeah, as yeah. you and you can always tell the difference because of the, the level of commitment and 
even, even no, even even when you've got people who are committed, so actors who are committed to it, they still pull their punches because they don't want to get hit in the face. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you get the impression Ray Park doesn't actually give a fuck because he's been hit in the face so many times in his combat career. Oh yeah, definitely it doesn't not. really matter another one. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. I wouldn't call him a shit actor to his face. Believe me. <laughs> God no. <laughs> that guy yeah. is legitimately no. hard as fucking nails, and you can. Look see Look at Darth Maul. He can do whatever the fuck he likes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, like that's a good that's a good fucking fight, and then. Yeah, of course she shoots fucking Gant with the fucking magic robot bullet, and we get yeah. the whole. It's like even the whole concept of that. I get that they wanted like this this techy sci fi thing, but why didn't you make his head explode? Or like, do something interesting? Yeah, because a heart. But how attack, do you program it? Uh... How do you know? Because they said you can give you a stroke or a heart attack, or you can do this. How do you get it to do what you want to do? It's a fucking USB port. You plug it in or something. I don't know. Didn't she press a button? Yeah, she pressed the. She button. pressed the button to she activate button. it. Yeah. But yeah. how did it know what? There was only it one button. Li- it's not it like there was a little a... syringe that went into. Yeah. But the, the way they sold it earlier on, it, it can do. It could kill you in a multitude of ways. So how does it know what you want it to do? Maybe it's because that was what it was loaded with in its little syringe thing with its little grabby claw. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it's AI or maybe it really doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah. like, maybe, maybe they went, hey, I'll do. Nobody will care. Yeah. I mean, in, tw- in 22 years' time, nobody's going to make a fucking podcast I mean, about this. How does questions. an FBI agent not realise that his wife's not dead? Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. When she's married to his best mate. But, you know, regardless of whether it's going to give you a stroke or a heart attack or whatever, like, those are all things which are you know again horrible of course they are but this is a visual medium and they're not really yeah. visually striking are they like no. you know have it yeah explode again that your really bad blow up or you know yeah that really bad cg of the thing of you know, in, in, it's sort of injected into his heart and he, he clutches his chest and you know, takes like four hours to fucking die yeah mm-hmm. yeah not... what's interesting well i say what's interesting about that but then the rest of the film what was the fucking point of that either so you know yeah. it just kind of fits well, this is the whole thing, right? Because what this leaves us with is, yes, I know this was an experimental prototype and what have you, and he had his hands on it, but it's been created, so the knowledge is out there. So yeah. we they've, haven't... Yeah, they've actually built the fucking thing, so you haven't stopped anything. No, we haven't achieved a single fucking thing. Other than... Then again, that wasn't the mission either. It wasn't stop this fucking thing from being built. No, the mission it was, was just stop somebody seven. stole one. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, nobody really knows what the mission is at all, do they? The only the only thing that's happened is X has been reunited with his wife and found out he's got a son, which literally he could have done by googling her. <laughs> it's two thousand and two. The internet exists. Or by as opposed to just lying on his back and staring at the sky, if he'd sat up to look at the car, he would have seen her on the other side of the explosion yeah. in the bushes, or heard him walking away with his best mate, saying, "No, no, no, I can't believe he's dead." You know. Although clearly the cars blew up in a vacuum because there was no sound. Well, there's no sound, but because that's that's the only way you wouldn't have fucking heard of it three yards away. Like if nothing else, right? Even again, even if you go down the route of all right, he didn't get up. Let's say he had a concussion, something like that, right? Whatever. We know he didn't because we saw the flashback. But just follow yeah. this route through. He didn't get up. He didn't run to the car. He didn't do any of that. She doesn't just go from like being alive in the car to being in a closed casket. That's not how this works. Right, somebody, him as next of kin, would have to go and identify that body. Right, she would mm-hmm. go to hospital. A paramedic would arrive and treat. You. They would be a post mortem. Po- like there'd be all sorts of things 
that like there are so many hurdles that you have to cross to get to mm. yeah it was a closed casket funeral yeah and if it was like it's literally it's a charred cindered corpse like skeleton dental type, records you know, sort of blackened thing with dental records yeah. and as next of kin you'd have to give permission to like open yep. those up that's what stuff, i'm saying right? they'd be they'd be postmortems they'd be investigations they'd be all sorts yeah. if you can't which identify he would have the body. full access to as an fbi agent and yeah or even as a next of kin just going oh yeah, yeah can can you tell me why you're doing that can you can you tell me what's yeah. happened can i get yeah. a yeah. death certificate because actually we're married so now this is going to affect my insurance my social mm-hmm. security i get survivor <laughs> benefits yeah. all of this shit like it's yeah. madness it's i mean absolute madness we're, we're saying this though while everybody like swarms into the scene after gantz dies and they're like oh no where's sever gone as this giant fucking metal room <sighs> rises in slow motion in the middle of the thing to the ceiling and they're like where can she be yeah where can she have gone oh it's all so mysterious Eh, the slowest moving platform (laughs) almost as slow as that platform in that cocktail bar that we went to that time (laughs) you just rise up through the glass door (laughs) that was fucking amazing i'm so gutted that's not there but i mean yeah so so that's the end of our fucking like that's the end of our narrative as such except no They feel the need to close some loops that nobody gave a fuck about and don't really exist no. there because we have to have a scene between X and Sever where X is sort of looking out over the dreariest, horriblest landscape you could possibly have chosen for this. It's got a name. It's called Canada. <laughs> yeah, but he, like, find something, again, find something visually interesting. It just looks grey and bleak and horrible. It does look like Port Talbot. It de- right, but there's a reason. Not that fucking bad. <laughs> there's a reason, right? I know they're in some steelworks or something, but there's a reason they've chose that really industrial-looking shot, and they because, for some reason, out of nowhere, even though we've only seen it happen once in the film earlier and decided to call back to it, for some reason they decide to reference Blade Runner. Yeah, and I have no yeah. fucking idea what they're trying to tell me here now. None. Is she a fucking robot? Like, is, is she a like? No, because she bled. So does the yeah, Terminator. Slightly. So does the Terminator. I, I don't know. Like, why? why what yeah, is that's the a different point franchise. I don't think of it the origami bird? Like, no, I've, I've I've made a note of that as well because they're all the way, all the way through it. She's she's making. She I think as she again in the really horrible flashback. She's making. She makes a mobile for a kid, mm. and then she makes one for X's kid, and then so clearly she's got to make one now because everybody loves an origami crane and nobody screws them up and puts them in the fucking bin because they're pointless. <laughs> I think the last time I saw a film for this podcast that ripped off so many other films it was transmutators and i wish this was transmutators <laughs> oh god this isn't even i wish this was an hour and a half of black fucking screen it'd been better yeah Nick, this is even... trans... this isn't even fit to be mentioned in the same sentence as transmutators like, like this is yeah, yeah nowhere near One... the quality don't of watch that. this watch transmutators like 100 percent. 100 percent of the time <laughs> um this this is just oh fuck me we've referenced it a few times we haven't even talked about the score I said I had oh. stuff to say about the score. <laughs> um, it is, without any shadow of a doubt, the worst score I have God. ever heard in a film in my entire life. Right, it's it's right for a start. It's just electronic noise, and that's not me being yeah. a grumpy old man. It no. is it's so bad. It's, it's so bad. Like it's kind of it's early two thousand, so it's kind of halfway between kind of electronica and dubstep it's somewhere in the middle there isn't it we get like record scratching and we get break beats but then we also get yeah. the like wow 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 and it's like this techno sound 
except because the action sequences are so poorly paced it is completely out of place and it's also yeah. so low in the mix like at no point is it ever like aggressive and in your face and driving the tempo it just kind of the only sits there the only time you do get the um the, the score anywhere above some sort of 30 percent of the overall um, track volume is when they when Sever's driving them to to the the end so that the the whatever mill they're going to have their final fight in, and you've got the backdrop of Banderas, oh, you've got Banderas in the backdrop of the city with the sunset in behind him, and there's this really out of place fucking pseudo love song going on. Oh yes, I said, what the fuck is yes. that? That doesn't fit with the film. It doesn't fit with the scene. No. Why have you done that? As it, it's like a mate of yours has got a has got a fucking band, or his missus has sung a song that she wants to get on a fucking film somewhere. It just does. It's it, really in weird. The, even in the context it? of this film, yeah. it doesn't fucking fit. It. it I but, mean, but it kind of well, it almost does. In as much as I, like I said earlier, it, this film feels like sort of a cover album of like seventies espionage hmm. and eighties, and that is the kind of soft rock ballad that you would get in the middle of an 80s action movie where, where like, the lead is just rescued the girl or whatever and they're about to fuck. And, like, yeah, he's, you know, it's all been neon lit and they're driving in his car or they're on his bike or something. You know, it's, so it, it fits, but it also doesn't But not fit. at this point no, in the film. No, not at all. <laughs> and not with the rest of the fucking score. No. I mean, my... I don't know if favourite's the right word, but the <laughs> the, the point where... I just lost it with the score is the track that they've got for the sequence that happens, the big finale sequence where the trains are and you've mm. got Gantt's team that have all gone through. And so you've got Ross, Prince of Darkness saying, go, go, go. And every so often in the soundtrack, which is entirely instrumental with this electric thing, you just get this voice going, go. Yeah. <laughs> I think they want us to go guys. I think they do. Yeah. But the light's still on red. I'm hearing this voice. I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> it's just appalling, oh, isn't it? It's a, I, we we couldn't we couldn't draw a line this without talking about the soundtrack. We've all mentioned it in our group today. It is it is one of the worst yeah. things about the film, and that's really fucking saying something. But it yeah. is genuinely yeah. one of the worst soundtracks I've ever fucking heard. Um, whoa, what the fuck? That was <laughs> what a fucking ride, man. That was X versus Sever. Just a horrible, I'm, vacuous mess of a film. I mean, to be fair, it set the bar for the year quite low, so we should improve in theory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've we've got to, right? Because I can't take another one of these. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the the worst thing about it is like, you know, like with Karate Christmas Miracle, still undoubtedly the worst film I've ever watched, right? Yeah. Like, this yeah. is better than that. I'll, I'll give it that much. But at least Karate Christmas Miracle was entertaining because it was so bad. And it, and it was it earnestly went for what it what it was going for. Yeah. Like it, 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 it was its own thing. It was just horrendously bad and in poor taste. Hmm. But this is just nothing. It is abs it it's about nothing. It means nothing. It goes nowhere. It's boring, pedestrian, has no story. It's just the worst. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just it doesn't need to exist. It is a waste of celluloid, this film. A complete yeah. waste of celluloid. And that's the problem. If it was and really And also it's a collective waste of four and a half hours and what ten quid that we paid for it between us. Yeah. <laughs> but if it like if it really, really went for something, like if it really, yeah. really tried to rip off Goldeneye or the Matrix and just fucked it up. Yeah. Then I think at least I could appreciate it on that level. 
Yeah, there's, there's effort gone into it. Yeah, but the, they, no, they've, they've tried. That's the word, Mark. That's what it is, isn't it? There's just it, it's either a complete lack of effort. No, it is a complete lack of effort. It's not an either or. <laughs> it's a complete lack of fucking effort. No one gives a shit. No one yeah. gives a flying fuck. Everyone's just getting paid. That's it. That's all this is. Horrible. Yeah. The starting concept is so fundamentally flawed and unworkable mm-hmm. that, as I said, this is just, this is the ultimate sunken cost fallacy. And I know I keep saying this, but it's because I was just like, yeah, like epiphany. This is, this, this is how you make sense of this film because somebody took that script and thought, yeah, we'll use it as a vehicle. Never mind the fact that there's clearly problems. And then Antonio Banderas's agent got on board and was like clearly only read the sides that Antonio Banderas was in, which mm. is why they re- didn't realise the fact that this character that works in his own singular narrative does not work in the wider narrative of the film, and this is actually going to yeah. undermine the viewpoint. Lucy Liu's agent clearly did the same thing. Mm. Everybody else <clears throat> in it for a payday. Um, the soundtrack, right? Well, I mean, Jesus Christ. Jesus Money for Christ. nothing. No, he was not Jesus Christ. Well, no, but uh, I mean... It, I think the director was so convinced of this that he had to tell you that he directed it twice. He wasn't trying to hide that shit. I mean, he's. Didn't you think is like? Is it because probably... he didn't want to admit there were reshoots? So he had to. Oh well, yeah, we found the reshoots out to another director. No, no. What it is is the director really, really connected with one of the characters in the film, and that was Gantz, who's got two different names that is never explained, uh, and that's why he's got the two names. That's what it. Also, is. he's a cunt. Yes, he's also because he, he's made us sit through that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's probably fairly obvious, but I've got to ask the question. So, Helen, we'll start with you because it was your pick. Is it better than Mario? No. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Didn't see that coming at all. I mean, I didn't see that one coming. I, I, As I said to you guys this morning, I was quietly optimistic reading the premise. And then within like two seconds of seeing the the, the, the title cards, I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking nonsense. And yeah. I was right. Yeah. Um, Chris? No. No, it's not better than Mario. Um, it, it in no way whatsoever. I don't even need the litmus test of which one am I going to watch first. Like this is in every way a worse film than Super Mario Brothers. In every single possible way, it's yeah, it's awful. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I agree. I, I can't, I cannot say anything good about this film other than the fact it at least it fucking ended. It never fucking started. That's the problem. Yeah. Total yeah. waste of just cell of celluloid of time of money just it shouldn't exist have you seen that footage online that's the the massive like fireworks display that's meant to go on for about like 15 minutes and they've spent hundreds of thousands of pounds on it but because they mistimed the thing everything explodes at once (laughs) so you don't even see the fireworks because the amount of smoke that's generated (laughs) obscures the fireworks and it's literally over in 15 seconds and it was meant to run 15 minutes and it was like the biggest fuck up like pyrotechnically that ever happened in like this filmed event it's the celluloid version of that that's that's the perfect analogy (laughs) the perfect analogy Absolutely brilliant. I, I now need to go and find that because that sounds fucking hilarious. It does. In a really sort of schadenfreude sort of way mm-hmm. that you know, you've wasted all that time and all that money and somebody pressed the wrong fucking button. And you don't even get to see a really big explosion because there's too much smoke. Oh, man. That's tragic. Um, yes, as always, I'd love to know what people think of this, um, particularly if you enjoyed this one because I can't understand why, but I'd love to hear people's thoughts on it. Um, as always, um, you can get in touch with us on uh, on Twitter at DDPodcastNet. You can go to our website, DDPodcast.net. You can also pick up our previous episodes and other shows. Uh, for those playing along at home next month, I don't know if Helen knows this yet, but we are doing Death Race 2. Yay! 
So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to that one, I think. Well, I, after um, so this, I am. It can't be fucking worse, <laughs> can it? Well, I, I think I'm going to be chewing off my arm at some point in the next couple of weeks as well. That'll be preferable to this. Uh, we, um, we, but yeah, so we'll get th- an Easter pick after that. So don't worry. It'll be okay. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, We know what that is as well, but we won't spoil the surprise on that. We'll tell you next time. Um, but yeah, so for those of you playing along at home, um, yeah, Death Race 2, I believe it's on Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, so come check it out. Uh, but until next time. See you later. See you later.